following is a live broadcast of a Lone Star community radio program. Recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Connors FM 104.5, 106.1, and Facebook.com slash IRLoneStar. For more information on this show, please visit our show page at IRLoneStar.com slash shows. To sponsor or donate to this program, visit our donate page at IRLoneStar.com slash donate, or email us at lscrstudios at gmail.com, or give us a call at 936-666-1084. Lone Star Community Radio production and broadcast is possible by folks like you. So sponsor and donate today. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. All right. Good morning, everybody. It's 903 here on Lone Star Community Radio with Dick and Skippy in the mornings. It's the 22nd of July. We're broadcasting live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. And you're, uh, you can listen to us at Conroe's 104.5, 106.1, worldwide at IRLoneStar.com uh, slash live. And then, of course, watch us there and then our Facebook at Dick and Skippy. Uh, we, if you're watching right now, everyone's kind of finishing their delicious breakfast tacos from honor cafe and we're gonna review i didn't turn your mic yet I'm t- i always do the intro you know this and you always try to interrupt me when i'm trying to complete we have a thing to say at the beginning of every show and let me finish it sean thank you today's show is brought to you by clean sweep office cleaning small business office cleaning one time to schedule cleaning needs you can call them today if you like at 832 832- Six eight nine seven nine nine six, or visit them online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com. Also, C3 Creative Content Creations. They do video, social media, writing. If it's creative and tangible, they do it. Visit them online at c3thewoodlands.com. All right, got that out of the way. Sean, how are you doing? I am rocking oh, it. <laughs> Hello, I peeked Killed out. See, that's there. why you shouldn't turn off my mic because you don't know what the level oh, is. Okay. See, I was trying to help you. Thank I was you trying so to save you from yourself. In. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And uh, talk about having something. I've been having some awesome, awesome breakfast tacos here. We got a special guest in the studio we're going to get to in just a moment here. But hey, Dick, you know what? What? There's a storm coming. Is it? Or is it supposed to rain today, isn't it? Yeah, it just became Tropical Storm Gonzalo. That formed in the Gulf, that that tropical depression that was out there. I, do you really keep tab- tabs on that stuff? Like oh, that's I do. Right. You do only your house floods all the time. Yeah, so, that's yeah. right. Not, not only my O for two in yeah. surviving a house flood, but yeah. th- this is funny because you know last week uh, I uh, or over the weekend I had auditions for the Tempest for the Woodland Shakespeare Festival. Okay, and how'd that go? What went really well? Got it cast. I announced it last night. Uh, the cast. Now, in The Tempest, there's a character, and The Tempest is about a storm, a tempest, that, you know, wrecks the ship on an island. So, storm is a big thing. Well, there's a character in there named Gonzalo. And today, just hours after I announced the cast, 
Gonzalo forms in the Oh, they're probably waiting after this show. I'm telling you. Do we know how to put on a show or what? Yeah. People care about that stuff so much. Because what happens is when people watch movies like The Program, and they have these characters that want places at the table, Uh they get excited when they're on the list. I want a seat at the table. Yeah, they want a place at the table. And uh, have you you ever seen that movie? I know, but I know the I know the trope of I want a seat at the table. Yeah, I want to play. There's a great scene. Uh, it's about a, it's about a f- college football program, and this this young man, uh, yeah, James Conn plays the coach, and then Omar Epps and I forget the other actor who played the quarterback. Uh, but there's this character through over the summer. He did a bunch of steroids because he really wanted to make the team, mm-hmm. and then he gets a little testosterone up. And he gets excited, and when he got a place at the table, he starts breaking stuff. It's a great scene, great scene. Uh, but let's not—we don't talk about that right now. We're not getting um, in the roid rage. It's great. That movie is probably one of my favorite movies, just because of how it, it reminds me of like you just got the right cast, the right script, and it's an, it keeps it interesting the whole time because it's like it gives you an insight to a world that it could exist. These programs at football, which I don't know how they're running now, because everyone's like can't touch each other. And they have rules and all that kind of stuff. Like that, the football stuff's hilarious to me. Where it's like you can't swap jerseys, but for the whole game, I could tear off your jersey, right? And that's kind of funny. I can to get me. nose to nose. I'm gonna rip you apart, well, but you can't shake hands at the well, end. Well, it's like it, well, it's almost like what they said was they talked to an actual doctor, and the doctor's like, "Well, this is these are things we recommend like outside scenarios. Like we don't we don't recommend people changing their clothes. Oh, well, that means jerseys. So we can't we can't have them do jerseys." And the doctors were like, no, 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 like you're already beating the crap out of each other, sweating on each other, probably coughing, sneezing on each other because you're hitting each other's guts and stuff. But it's like maybe like the NFL should, you know, those big plastic bubble things or those those inflatable sumo. Yeah, like just the soccer. Just put bubbles. Them all in, yeah, just put them in that and stick them on the field and let nature take its course. Yeah, that'd be interesting. How would you pass the ball? Um, Velcro it to the outside. So you had to like use your momentum. You got to roll over. If the ball's oh. on the ground, you roll over. Well, oh, they can just do rugby with Velcro. Yeah, and that's how you pick it up. Oh, I miss rugby. My wife won't let me play rugby. Yeah. So we got to introduce our guest. We have a uh, sorry, Chris. I did not mean to do that to you. Uh, we have Chris Sadler in the studio with Honor Cafe. I just updated the description to include the website for the uh, restaurant or for the cafe. So if you want to check them out right now while you're listening on our Facebook description and also on all the descriptions coming afterwards, you can find more info about Honor Cafe. It's just down the street from us. We'll, and Dick, why do they call it Honor Cafe? Because it's a Japanese thing, right? Is that what that is? I have no idea. Oh, is it better than it's offer? Joke. I was trying to make a good joke, yeah. but it, it failed. That failed horribly. Uh, well, if you hear Honor, then you want to say like offer or don't even know or... Uh, no, what it is is they honor all expert uh, all coupons expiration coupons from restaurants. What so about dry cleaners? And that's their tr- yeah. I think we better turn <laughs> to Chris and find out they're thinking what the about- story is behind <laughs> Honor Cafe before. Well, I want to let people know where it is. It's in downtown. It's off North Thompson Street. You're heading south on North Thompson Street, uh, and it is uh, basically the jury duty parking lot is facing it. So if you know where the jury duty parking lot is, it's it's on the uh, west side of the parking lot. And it's right there, and it's big. It is huge. Uh, I did not know that building got that big. And so that's what I was asking Chris. I was like, I remember a building being over here, but I don't remember it being this big. So, Chris, thank you so much for coming in. Because you stopped there this morning to pick us up some scrumptious tacos. Yes. And I took some pictures. We'll be posting those. And uh, we have a variety. Let's talk to Chris first. Cool. 
Thanks, first of all, guys, for uh, for Taco Talk. Hey, point up, point up. <laughs> I, uh, I think that's a. I mean, you like tacos, great. right? I, I love tacos. It's that's why they're on the menu. Yeah, right? your menu likes it, so <laughs> I like it. Who, who who doesn't like tacos? And if you don't, then I may I may not trust that person. You know, fully. that's that's how the terrorists win. Well, the, yeah, the hatred exactly. of tacos. Well, the that's best right. thing about breakfast tacos, in my opinion, is it's the easiest infusion of different foods in the morning, because you don't mm-hmm. have like I like the Waffle House. You know, I like the All Star. I like having my variety. You love the Waffle House. But if I, I also go on the other end of the spectrum. I don't want a fork. I just want to use my hands and I want to eat as much food as possible as quickly as possible. And a taco allows me to do that. Dick, you have a point. It's like the the best way to have an all natural breakfast where you know minimal of of utensils are needed. Yeah. Like I make a good Sean McMuffin at home. Is it like an egg? Yeah, thing? but it's just for trademark purposes. I call uh, it a Sean. Do you actually have the machine like the? No, I just actually... I just get a you know an egg and a no, slice he, of ham. He has a buddy who knows the truck truck routes. McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, it I'm falls off I, the back. I, bu- I bought one of these machines. My wife said we'll never use that because it like you know you put your egg in, you put your ham. Oh, you, and it you, co- you flip it, it, it cooks and you flip it. it, it does it all for you. Because yeah. I'm trying to replicate the McMuffin, and she said we'll never use that because. There's a there we go. On the road, but anyway. but it, it, kind of my point, it takes too much to do. So it's great to, you know, if you want to earn brownie points with the missus, make her a Sean McMuffin f- for breakfast. But mm-hmm. a breakfast taco is just mm-hmm. beautiful in its simplicity. And we've got different flavors here, people. And I want to say hi to Jay and Misty who tuned in. Well, uh, let's talk about that real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so two fifty is a starting point. Two dollars and fifty cents for your breakfast tacos. The breakfast tacos, I will say, I can pull them up. Let's yeah, see. here I got one right here. Hang on. Yeah. Here, I'll just do this. All ready. You want to open it? Not freak them out? Uh, no, because Show it's a the surprise. Good. Show them what's uh, under the hood. It's going to make it colder. Here we go. Show them the good. Show them the good. On, show there the good go. stuff. So, there it is. You can't see that. You can't. You're horrible. I can't. <laughs> so, That's one big taco. Pan <laughs> for scale. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. And Dick has large hands, too. Of yeah, course. I, I want, quickly, I want to, you know, you guys uh, were, were talking about honor, and there was some stuff. Oh, like yeah, that. we I, probably got to answer. Why is I, it called I, Honor I wanna, Cafe? I want to go ahead and take care of that because it is, like, the most important part of the restaurant. <laughs> so Honor Cafe is a military-themed restaurant, and, uh, you know, our, our two jobs. Uh, Missy can't hear the guests. You want to turn no, up? I got him up. Got there him. we go. Our, our two jobs would be uh, one is to honor veterans and their families every day. Uh, you know, our motto on the back of the T-shirts in there is it's Veterans Day every day. Okay. We honor nice. veterans. We honor their families. And then to make great food in the restaurant. And then, you know, a Marine like me can, can get that right. And I figure that our team can get it right as well. So that's that's what we do. And then the great tacos come out of that inspiration of doing things right. And, uh, yeah, to answer your question, you uh, 250 starts you with a meat. And eggs and beans and salsa. And oh, so it's a full breakfast taco. It's you, a full breakfast yeah, taco beans, for two fifty, and yeah. then you can choose extra stuff. So in other words, if you wanted uh, chorizo, and then you know you want to act, you want to act a little crazy, you wanted potatoes, you, or you want to put bacon on top of chorizo, which you know why not? I mean, <laughs> you can do that. Then you're gonna you know you're gonna pay. But we actually you know we we broke it down for simplicity, like the bacon by the slice, so you can do what you want. And well, and I had the bacon, and it was like a huge honking slice. This it wasn't like little crumbled up bacon bits. If you if you get the wrong. bacon taco, you get two big slices of butcher cut bacon in there. You get it's a two egg taco. So, I mean, you're getting you're getting a lot of food. It's I mean, actually for two fifty, it's it's the I biggest. Will, I will say food. I would probably only eat one. Yeah, 
Like, if I brought two, that means I'm eating it in, like, an hour. Well, I'm going to eat two, but I'm not going to... That's because you're different I'm, I'm going to be the guy, you know, kind of sobbing in the shower, that's eating why, it. That's why you feel like crap in the morning, Sean, because you eat two. But there's this so good. There's one with, like, mushrooms and yeah. stuff that I'm looking at. Um, so, for Chris, first off, thanks for your service. Appreciate it. Semper Fi uh, to you. My what, pleasure. What prompted... The restaurant was that your background, or did you wake up one Tuesday morning and say, "Hey, I want to"? I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I was in the Marine Corps, then I was in law enforcement, then went back to security contracting, and then uh, started my first defense-based business, which I still run defense-based businesses, and not um, it's a passion project. We, uh, you know, I just unfortunately, you know, I'm I'm happy, I'm thrilled that we've got this place open finally, and there's yeah. there's been a couple of roadblocks which you guys have probably talked about here in the last. Is that the city of Conroe roadblocks, or uh, is that just COVID roadblocks? It's, it's a lot of a lot of roadblocks to we start can, with C. What names? So the, the city, COVID. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot of C roadblocks that are out there. And my name's Chris, so I'm I'm gonna throw myself in there as a roadblock. <laughs> definitely got in our yeah. way a couple of times, but you know, we finally got everything put together. Um, I was looking for an incredible military date to open the restaurant. We kept setting dates, even, you know, down, down into June, you know, uh, National PTSD Awareness Day was the 27th. I was like, that's a great day for us to open, and we missed that date. And, um, you know, so... Well, you're it, open now. Well, it came up, we, we could open the 13th of, uh, of July, and it's my wife's birthday. And I'm like, how, how more incredible could a date be than the anchor of our family, you know, our yeah. mother? And you never forget the birthday now. Oh, never, so. Never. It's you're anniversary. off the hook. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. And it, and, uh, it was a great day. We opened uh, for lunch. Our first day, we did 247 plates at lunchtime. So Holy we, bananas. And, and we this is just people who have organically followed our Facebook, who, who like the concept, who want to come in and be part of what we do. Uh, well, uh, let's, let me, I want to ask you two questions and then a little bit more after that. But one is I visited the place this morning. Mm-hmm. And so I want to give people a visualization. visualization. It is really big. So like high ceilings, mm-hmm. uh, to me walking in, you had it set up to the left where there was like a, you literally have the word mess hall mm-hmm. above it, <laughs> uh, and you had normal dining tables, and then you it looked like a buffet kind of setup. Is there something going to be set up there? What is that? That's our League of Patriot program. Okay. So um, you know we're going to start. We want to get all the bugs out of the kitchen for about a month, and then in a month we'll start our League of Patriots program, and that's really the heart of the restaurant. So our League of Patriots program is going to be a steamer table since we're down here in downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, the steamer table, the menu will change every day, change every week. You know, you shouldn't see the same stuff on there. Um, and we'll put that on our social media so people know what's on the steamer table. So you have a choice of two entrees, you know, two sides and bread or dessert. It's kind of a blue plate. That's, Sha- of- that's Sean's total calling right <coughs> so, there. Uh, two yeah. of everything. He's singing my he, song. He, he wants two of everything. Well, I mean, and, and plus it's ready. So when people come in and they want to optimize their lunch and they're in downtown, they – I mean, you can eat in 10 minutes, you can eat in 15 minutes, whatever. The longest part of that is getting your drink because when you tell your server, she's going to tell the person on the line, they're going to bring it to the table, they're going to go grab your drink, and you can eat, you can take it with you. But we name that steamer table after a veteran. People can get on our website and nominate a veteran. So a veteran gets so that a month. week or a month, they get a month? It's, they get a week. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, a month. You're right, a month. So uh, we'll have 12 a year, and already we have about a year and a half of nominations. It wow. Doesn't, it doesn't have to be a fallen veteran, but every one of them so far has been a fallen mm-hmm. veteran. So we talk to the family, we find out what their favorite foods were, we incorporate that into the menu of the month. And uh, over on the wall, you'll, you know, you notice there's a lot of stuff on the walls. And that's why the windows are up high. We designed the restaurant that way because we display stuff that's ours, Stuff that's on loan from uh, Hart's Veteran Museum and also stuff from local veterans and their families have brought stuff in. 
And uh, we have, I don't know if you saw, but we had 48 whiteboards in the, in the restaurant. And they're, they're magnetic. They look kind of weird now because they're not all full. But, you know, what we want is a copy of a picture from the veteran or from the veteran's family to bring and leave with us. I want to adorn the walls and honor yeah, our local veterans. Walking in, it nice. did feel, you definitely felt like you're walking into a museum. And it smelt like a surplus store a little bit. That kind of... Uh, oh, I look- you know, I don't want kind like of smell. the carbide and the yeah, like his leather. They have a store to the right. Okay, and uh, there I met two gentlemen there this morning, and basically the way I would describe it is they they it's kind of a high end gun shop, uh, like full service gun shop. Like they do, like they they they'll show you everything. They tell tell you all about the guns, and if you're trying to get training, they do training and all that kind of stuff. So it's not like a Walmart. Where you might, you know, some mm-hmm. guy who got a shift and he didn't never worked in the gun aisle, and they're like, oh, "I have no idea what ammo is," you know. <laughs> well, and uh, and, BD then, what? and then they sell other uh, goods there that are like I wouldn't. They're not surplus. They're like we have sur- we, we Well, what is surplus? Yeah, I'm, surplus. I feel like I'm using that word wrong. I just know it. Well, smells for like, like an Army Navy surplus, it's it's formally uh, distributed equipment and uniforms. Because there was a lot of cool custom made kind of like a resale shop you that were like out of shells and out of lamps, like those were kind of cool. Right. So it was like it looks like there's a lot of custom goods there, and then they also had like gun accessories. Nice. And that's not surplus, is it? No, no. So so we build guns on in the other in in my other life we actually manufacture guns. Uh, yeah, the guns I saw there looked like they either looked historic guns, like older guns, like right. I'd say like thirty plus years, or. <laughs> Well, because I don't want to. Yeah. I mean, you never know. They just look old. All no, right, we, they we, look like they've been used several times. We we have. We I've have, got underwear older than so that. So we've, we've got military guns in there. We've got sporting rifles. We and then we have a whole wall of what will be tactical rifles that are in military, you know, uh, metal cases, right? Okay. And um, and most of that stuff we build, but then we do a lot of consignment stuff. So we'll do estate guns, guys. What does consignment mean? Consignment means that uh, you know, say uh, you know, you got somebody whose grandfather passed away and he's got guns and they don't know what to do with them. They can bring them to us, oh, and okay. then we'll 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 tell them we think that the gun's valued at this, and then we charge fifteen percent of what the the selling price. We take fifteen percent, and the rest goes back to the owner. But we sell the gun for them, consignment, and yeah. and why we do that is because uh, you know, not that modern firearms aren't good firearms, but there's a lot of great firearms that were created. Uh, you know, before I was born, that are, and you saw some of those. You saw some of those. Uh, you saw, know, yeah, there's one, there's bold actions. Those look. I gotta like look at probably those. They're like, war. They're war, war two. Yeah. I mean, they're 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 K ninety eight K ninety eight copies up there. That mm. were those made. are the German ones, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. And it's I a, should, now I should have taken the offer to look at them. Seven millimeter Mauser. Yeah, we gotta so. go over there and have a look. I want to give a shout out. Speaking of Chris's, uh, my uh, son Chris has tuned in, and he's a uh, former Army himself. So I'm just surrounded by military people. Well, and Michael. Hey, that's Michael, actually one again. of the questions I had. Like, clearly, the restaurant or the cafe, the restaurant cafe doesn't really matter. It's a, or yeah, and the dining establishment. Yes, uh, you're honoring military, the military uh, personnel, people who served, who have fallen. What way would you say you give? Uh, does a restaurant give back? Besides, you know, like like basically being a themed restaurant. So so. Let me finish with uh, League, of, League of Patriots first okay. of all. We mm-hmm. what we do there, we put a large piece of parchment down on the on the wall, so people coming in can visit and can sign and leave a message for the family. At the end of the month, we box all that up with a professional letter from us and a gift certificate. Okay, and we give them the stats. You know, twenty thousand eight hundred people ate your son or daughter's favorite meals, and we honor their story. Oh, it's their favorite meals. We celebrated their life, 
And uh, if you find yourself near the restaurant, come let us honor you as a family. So that's the League of wow. Patriot program. And, and really, the most that we hear from the families we interview is, you know, it's such a great uh, – uh, the cost of the sacrifice is so great that they don't want it forgotten, and it shouldn't be forgotten. These, these are the people that signed a check up into the price of their life, and they paid that check in full mm-hmm. for our country, for our freedoms. Oh, for sure. So, you know, that's that's the backbone of this restaurant. And then we archive those guys – There'll be, or, or gals, there's going to be 12 a year. And uh, and like I said, we already have a year and a half, and we'll run it out. We're just going to keep on adding. I mean, it's anybody who wants to honor a veteran, uh, you know, that, that's available to them. Um, and, and how we're giving back, uh, you know, we give back in every way possible. So we have coffees and teas that come from uh, veteran-owned companies that we buy from veteran-owned companies to put into the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we have a line of barbecue sauce from a company called War Pig Barbecue. It was a veteran cook-off team. And they were really, really good. Uh, people started liking their sauces. Last year, they competed in. They put gunpowder in or something. No, well, I mean, <laughs> you'd be surprised. All their sauces are all natural, and like they have a steak sauce that actually has activated charcoal, and it's really, really dark looking. I mean, it looks like coal, but and that's because it's got activated charcoal. Well, in that it. would help like absorb a lot of the acidity. Sean would probably do yeah. that. It's incredible. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a steak sauce you never taste. Their sauces yeah. are, are so good. And when we met with them, they wanted us to to put stuff into the shop, and. Uh, and I said, yeah. I said, not only that, but we're going to place you on the menu. So we use in a couple of different, uh, in a couple of different, you know, menu items. We use their sauces. So we buy as a restaurant as well. Yeah. Plus we sell. So we give back that way, and a portion of our proceeds go to a Montgomery-based VSO Veteran Service Organization. Now, is a VSO is that an is that an individual organization, or is that more of like people get designated a VSO? No, you. you I mean, you're going to be. Uh, you're going to be a nonprofit, first of all. Oh, so it can be like you just get designated a VSO. Like. It's, it's going to be directly. So, for instance, uh, retired Marine Corps General Stephen Hummer is part okay. of a, a VSO called Combined Arms, which is in Harris County. That's where they landed first in Texas. They picked six counties. They didn't pick Montgomery County as one of those counties. And then all of a sudden, and I wouldn't you know, that. a high number of their veterans are from Montgomery County. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, General Hummer lives in Woodlands. He said, I'm going to take it up to Montgomery. And so he asked me if I would help. I said, absolutely. So we're, you know, he's headquartered out of Tri-Counties now. That's where his office is until this thing uh, gets a little larger. But basically, it's uh, it's it's only veteran-related to VSO. So it, in some way, it's helping a veteran, whether they need help with their finances, help with alcoholism, help with uh, PTSD. You know, whatever that help may be is what that, that VSO stands for. That's so it's not, it's not a group that, you know, uh, helps people with you know paycheck loans or whatever it may be. I mean, it's only veteran related to be a, to be a veteran service organization. That's so awesome. Really, yeah, it sounds. Uh, do you just hire veterans, or is it more of like I, it, we obviously we hire uh, as many veterans as we can hire, but yeah. you know um, we hire whoever comes in that is uh, that, that passes that, that background <laughs> check. Well, we got not, you. Not, <laughs> not just pass. I mean, it's a, it's a special situation. And, you know, like all last week, we had the staff in there. We were training last week before mm-hmm. uh, we opened. I guess not not last week, but the week before now because we've been open a week, a full week. But, uh, you, you know, in, in a couple of the uh, training sessions that I sat down with them, I, I told them, you know, you're not counselors. Uh, you're not psychiatrists. I said, but what you are is you're, uh, you know, a representation of this business and of this effort. Mm-hmm. And I told them, I said, you're going to have people who are going to come in here and, you know, three or four times you're going to wait on them and because you're nice people and they're going to feel like back, you're yeah. nice and you're friendly. And then one day they're going to come in and their demeanor is going to be a little different and you're going to walk to the table and they're going to tell you, you know, eight years ago I lost my son in Iraq. And, and you're going to be there for them. And, and, and I told them, you know, I don't expect you to counsel these people. What I do expect you to do is put your hand on their shoulder and say, 
we're we're so honored that you would take even a small portion of this day to let us, you know, be a part of it with you to honor yeah. to honor your your son's you know memory, and uh, and then you know of course what can we do to make this you know the most incredible and easy day that, that you know possible, and that's what we do from there and and uh, you know so really family uh, when it comes to veteran you know my wife we were married. Right before I got out of the Marine Corps, I did my last appointment and we were married. And, you know, families get left out a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, the veteran, we focus on the veteran. And I say focus, I, I wish there was more focus on veterans. I mean, you know, we lose 41 veterans a day to suicide, and I don't see trillions of dollars getting thrown at that problem. Right. I, I, you know, I see people talk about it from time to time, but I think that a more concerted effort needs to be put into place that helps people who help hold our freedoms together. And it's important to me, obviously, not only as a veteran, but even if I wasn't a veteran, as a patriot that loves this country and has done everything that I can for it and will continue until I'm not able, you know, um, we need to we need to help out these guys that helped us, these guys and gals that helped us. But, uh, you know, so we, we focus on families. We focus on uh, on veterans that need our help. We focus on folks that come in and just want great food. It's, it's, it's an incredible place. But training the staff, you know, I told them, you're going to have to know. I believe that. It's not just throwing a burger down. It's not just throwing enchiladas down. It's There's a little bit. I'm, you're asked for well, a little bit Well, hopefully they're here. crying over the food because hey, it's so good. But then, you know, you got to be prepared for well, the Well, it other. sounds like there's a lot of heart and just all around it's, in this. Well, walk in, I'm place. telling you, you, when we walk in there, there's a lot of things thrown at you. I got No, I'm definitely like, got to check this out. I wish I hadn't, and like, It makes me want to overslept. Well, because it's, it's funny that we're talking yeah. about this now. My uh, right As of right now, my grandmother's moving out of the house that I've always known her and my grandfather in, and she's moving into a smaller apartment. So basically she has to get rid of anything that, she can't really bring and a lot of it has to do with my great-grandfather and my grandfather's service stuff mm-hmm. and so i got uh, unfortunately and i didn't really know what to do my my father gave me my grandfather's flag and we're gonna i'm getting it uh sealed and things like that but then i'm getting a bunch of the medals from world war one and the dog tags and the pictures and then the books like because my grandfather was very or my great-grandfather was really into that documenting everything and all that kind of stuff so it's really interesting to see the history and you have a lot of different history especially with i always forget the iraq war iraq whatever you want to call it was it wasn't that long ago but it doesn't feel like it's as long as like as long as like world war ii so i don't think of it as a war i don't think of it as like one of those moments in history that if we get taught in school uh, but now well, I feel it kind of gets, yeah, it gets glossed over. <clears throat> my, my earliest memory of my father was him coming home from Vietnam. Yeah. And him trying to explain where he'd been. And that's what going into your place, I saw a lot of new things that, because mm-hmm. you always see the World War I, World War II style of memorabilia. Well, my son went in the Marine Corps seeing... during that. He deployed, deployed yeah. twice to Iraq and once to Afghanistan. And so he was knee deep in that too. And, um, so for those who were there or their families left, you know, who were left behind, meaning stateside, uh, this is a great thing. And I got to say, you've already got a an army private and a navy officer ready to head over there. Hey, you so. guys, you're out. Let's do that real quick. Uh, your hours are, from I understand, seven a.m. through three o'clock. Three, 3 o'clock every day, or is except it for, except for Sunday? Sunday we're ten to three. Okay. So kind of a brunch menu. Uh, br- <laughs> oh, it's, it's the same menu, but brunch hours. But uh, every other day at 7 to 3, we open uh, a little earlier at 7 because, you know, um, 
as the word gets out, I think we're going to see those veteran groups, those guys that are in the assisted living mm -hmm. uh, situations that, you know, these guys wake up at four in the morning, they start drinking coffee at about 445 and talking to each other. Yeah. And hopefully we start seeing those guys <laughs> show up down here at the restaurant. That's why we're open early. We, we, They're going to break out the ham sets. Yeah, and it's specifically for those guys. You know, so, well, so I do want to ask this and this don't take this the wrong way. I want to I like to I love restaurants, love the business of, of running a restaurant. So when looking at your menu, you do have some high price items. Mm -hmm. And now that I see your taco and taste your taco, you clearly use ingredients that are justifying the price for the taco. Right. Because I'm a big taco person. Some people really take shortcuts and, you know, they nickel and dime <laughs> you for everything. We've reviewed a couple places that like yes. that. Uh, but certainly not this place. The taco was great, for, worth every penny. Uh, it was scrumptious and succulent, Dick. So when I looked at your menu, I always like to think of my wife, and I'm like, we go to these places, and we always split dishes. Right. So that, to me, like looking at your prices, you have like a $15 hamburger. How, mm -hmm. how big is this hamburger? I mean, is it like... You're getting an eight ounce patty, basically, okay. um, and our and our blend on our on our burger is uh, short rib. Oh, so you, brisket you and do chuck. it all? You we do, do everything in house, yes. all, except for the buns. Obviously, the buns are made off site, and we bring them in every day. So on the burgers, the brioche buns, Man. on our chicken Ooh. sandwich, it's a, it's a pretzel bun. Um, what I, what I would tell you is that um, you're not seeing a lot of food like this around here. Yeah. Is what I'm telling yeah. you. So well, our, uh, definitely with the tacos, the sampling that we've seen here. Um, there are good tacos. They're not so good tacos in this town, but there I can guarantee there are none that look like this one. Yeah, like these that we. The only seen thing that can really make or break these tacos are the salsa that y'all make. Right, and all you know the <laughs> the uh, right now because of uh, you know us being started, we're not making the corn and the flour tortillas, but we're buying them every morning from a place that does nothing but makes them every morning. So we're sourcing that from place where it's handmade. Everything else is handmade every day. Yeah, actually, I wish that. Our chef, whose name is Oscar Sandoval, we got him from a, a restaurant called Zochi downtown, which is a Sounds really like a fancy place. It's yeah, a really, it's a real, really high end Mexican there. restaurant. Yes, he was uh, he was a, a high end chef there. Um, we we were able through uh, mutual friends. He was looking for an opportunity. We were able to pull him down here. So, I mean, the food is beautiful. Well, yeah, well, yeah that's one thing it I want to let people know is the menu is very like it's it's interesting because it's not just when I say hamburger fifteen dollars, it's not a hamburger fifteen dollars. It's but like you have specialty hamburgers that are fifteen dollars. You, you've got specialty hamburger. So. You've got French fries that are cut from potatoes, hand cut, and then seasoned with our special seasoning yeah. that we do. I mean, you're getting. And what I would tell you is that you know, you're, you're people look at the menu and they and they have a problem with the menu. But you know, if I drive through a drive-through and get the number one, it's twelve or thirteen dollars yeah. nowadays. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about coming in and spending two dollars more for something that's made fresh. Out of you know, yeah, somebody, oh yeah, somebody that's what made saying. the, the patty looks for you. Good. Somebody it, made all the vegetables, curious. the mayonnaise that's on the hamburgers is an only mayonnaise that he makes fresh every day. I mean, <laughs> you got. You, I'm going for lunch, dude. I don't know about you. I'm heading over for lunch. You know, you're. you're eating uh, well, I was going to say some people. You know, we're talking about a veteran-owned business that caters, you know, for the veteran lifestyle and families and stuff. It would be easy to visualize. You know your stereotypical greasy spoon. Sure. You know the. Mm -hmm. uh, which well, it sounds like that's the, what the, the buffet thing is going to be like. A but this is this is high end dining here and, and stuff. Well, for instance, we have SOS on the menu. You probably saw on the breakfast. Yeah, menu, the, right? the, which the is a sta it's a stable of military eating biscuits but our, and gravy, right? right? And then uh, yeah. no, what kind of beef do you it's put? In the it's gravy? usually dried beef, and in or now in the military, it's going to be it's just going to be chuck, right? But for us, our we did a, it's our spin on SOS. So what we do is. 
Obviously, the biscuits are made from scratch every morning. The gravy's made from scratch. We have andouille sausage in the gravy, and it's seasoned. <laughs> and then we have shredded roast beef you're over gonna, the top. You're going to have that one patron upset because it's not the original SOS. We, it's like, hey. I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll make it up I'm for I'm just it. kidding. <laughs> we, we've had a couple of guys that actually have said that this isn't traditional SOS, and then they put it in their mouth, and you don't hear that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, that, okay, that was because when you're looking at new restaurants, that's something I always look at, and especially <laughs> with in downtown when you're competing, you reading something funny. Yeah, we're we're being challenged to say what does SOS stand for, but I don't think we're going to say it on the air. Is it's, it a bad word? It's not save save our ship. It's not that I can tell uh, you that. It's, same old. Oh, okay. It's Oof. interesting. It's it's something on a shingle, is what it stands. Oh, that, for. Yes, yes, yes. Interesting. Shinola on a shingle. Well, because really, what when people come to downtown to eat, it's kind of interesting. We have we're getting more restaurants and we're getting a variety of food. And looking at your menu, uh, it, there's a variety of food on that menu. And, and I would say it's traditional American with some different flares. Where like you do have the steaks, you do have the hamburgers, but then you have other things too. Uh, like the like I know your breakfast menu has some really cool stuff on it. Uh, like the SOS and then the avocado toast. And then there was another one that caught my eye. You have like a burrito thing that has way too much stuff in it. And uh, which, I mean. On a 14-inch uh, yeah, tortilla. It looked, it's, good it's, it looked, I, it I built that burrito myself. Me and my brother, who's you know uh, a couple inches taller than me, we, we built that burrito from scratch. And then it's covered with our, uh, our queso, which is called queso bravo, which is a specialty queso we do. And, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, uh, if you're not an eater, then – it's your meal for the day is what it's going to be. So it's probably, you know, I don't know, 3,600 calories or so probably in that burrito. Yeah, because you look at it you're like, you want a breakfast taco? That means you just want to eat. But if you want to eat. Do you want to eat, <laughs> do you wanna, do you wanna eat wanna or eat. do you want to eat? Yeah. Uh, but uh, This sounds uh, amazing. I'm really bummed that I missed being there this morning. But I'm, I'm seriously, t- uh, today or Friday, There's I'm popping lot, over well, there for lunch. Let's, let's tell the audience, what, do you, what, what should they expect coming? Because it sounds like right now, today, you had the normal dining experience. But you also have... The uh, what is the name of the shop? Legendary is it? Uh, what's the shop Le- store? League of the Extraordinary. League of the Extraordinary. They have they're open. You can browse. You can check it all out. They have a variety of stuff. Probably probably the one I would tell people is if you have a husband, or or, or a wife or a loved one that's into, like I would say, guns, military, or anything like that. Check it out because you can find a gift there within minutes because they have all sorts of stuff there. I like the custom made stuff. I saw what they all had with the. I think my favorite was there was a Russian bolt-action rifle or a Chinese rifle they made into a lamp. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. We have a, um, yeah, we have a lamp. Uh, he's, a, he's a custom lamp maker named uh, Art Bootsky, and he's actually a master cabinet, cabinet builder. And what happened, the story is, you know, everything's got a story in there. That's the great <laughs> yeah. thing. Every, but the story is, you know, his wife was dragging him from antique shop to antique shop, and he hated it. And he's like, I've got to figure out some way where I can be happy while she's happy. And so he started pulling some little pieces from antique shops and started building. He built a lamp just, you know, on the fly. And then he was like, I'm pretty good at this. And so now, you know, it's like one of the joys of their life. They go antique shopping together. He gets stuff for his lamp. She gets the stuff for her her little shop. And then, uh, you know, I I met him about three years ago and I told him, I said, you should be famous because, you know. Yeah, some of those lamps are cool. He's a genius. And, uh, And so, you know, as soon as we got the shop open, I'd called him three years ago and told him, I'm putting you in this shop. And then. And then, you know, he didn't hear from me for three years. And I called him and said, you remember me? And he's like, oh, yeah, you. And I was like, it's time <laughs> to bring lamps to the shop. And, you know, he brought them over there. And, you know, we're selling those lamps every day. And hopefully we'll help broaden his brand, you know. Wonderful. That's the idea behind the shop is, you know, I'm, we're kind of it's kind of the internal talk is that we're taking back the word community. You know, community yeah. 
should mean us helping each other as a community. That's what community is, where it's kind of been perverted. And, uh, but community is where people reach out and help each other when people need help. And that's not always in the worst times of their life. Sometimes it's a good time and they just need help. And, uh, you know, and, and we, we want to be, be a help to our community. So let's remind folks, Honor Cafe, it's open right now. When is the, I don't want to call it buffet because you had a word for it. Steamer table. The steamer table. When is the steamer table going to be operational for people? And do you have like a general idea of price? Because it sounds like a lot of food. Right. And it's like two of everything. And it's, then it's next month, and it's probably going to be between twelve and sixteen dollars during the day, depending on the entree. Then drink are. and drink. And, and it's not a. It's a choice of the entree, so you'll have two choices of an entree. So okay. you'll pick one entree, two sides. And either a bread or a dessert and the drink and you know so it's uh and you can come back tomorrow and try the other one well yeah absolutely well tomorrow will be a new menu we'll we'll change the menu every day so oh really it's not breakfast and lunch you know don't forget now uh people listening if you tuned in late uh they're open for breakfast and brunch and lunch but they close at three o'clock um every so day. we and we yeah. serve the whole menu every day so if you want breakfast for lunch if yeah, you want probably lunch for me. breakfast we serve the whole menu all day long from the time we open to the time we close, you can eat the whole menu. That's us. We we are the kings of dinner for breakfast and breakfast for dinner. Well, for for the last for the last not today because I had a taco with you guys, but yesterday and the day before, and I got called on it yesterday by my wife who came in early and saw me no, she's eating. She's probably always on you on this. And, and she said, you know, you're why don't you try to make better choices? She said, but um, so <laughs> yesterday and the day before, I had the same breakfast. I had a short rib taco and a piece of tres leche cake. Because our trust leche, I'm, I guarantee you, nobody can touch it. And so, and I, and so, so, what is that? My wife got that for me for my birthday, and I still don't understand. Is it three milks? Three milks. Three mil- oh, trust leche. And you know, she she went to argue with me, and I said, you know, first of all, I'm not, I don't want to argue with you about this. I said because technically it's breakfast. I said it's it's three milks, it's, it's eggs, eggs. And flour. I said it's breakfast. <laughs> it's, it's it's a it's very good. fluffy. The one I cake. had, I think it was some some bakery. I forgot where it's from, like uh, Rio's or something like that. I'm, Good. I'll bet you money that ours is better, and we make not only the regular. Well, I'll tell her that, but we also make chocolate tres leche. Okay. So if you if you go to our Facebook site, you'll see a picture of actually you'll see a picture. Well, of, looks uh, like I picked the wrong week to go keto. Yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> you don't follow that anyway. Who cares? I try. I fail miserably, but I try. You know, my wife once tried to say, you know, make better choices. I'm like, well, honey, I did marry you, and that kind of got her off that track. So that's I mean, nice. I slept on the sofa it's for not, a week I'm, afterwards. That's nice. Well, we're probably gonna go Saturday. It's just late now. Go Saturday. They close at three, so you gotta. Holly doesn't get off work till whenever she's done. Let's, let's talk about going Saturday. So, no, I'm, I'm going. It's gonna Saturday. Group thing, and yeah. listeners, if you wanna, you can, you can join me on Saturday. I if will you join. Want. No, I'll let you join Saturday. me. Probably, I'm going Saturday, no. and you can join me. You probably show up at three. No, two fifty-five. <laughs> we'll be there for you. So uh, right? I know. I think I think this is really interesting because one thing that is a disadvantage is you're kind of off to the side where there's not a lot of str- like people pass by so people look it up it's not hard to find when you know downtown but if you don't know downtown look it up and follow google maps because it's really easy after that because really you just take a you just take a go south on north thompson street until you see it on your right yeah, and if you, if you hit the railroad track you you're, you're there yeah you it's right go, there you can't go any further you have to take a right and so you have to pass the building okay. no matter what if you go down thompson and uh, it, it, the food, the breakfast tacos are good. I kind of want to keep eating them, but we're on the air. Yeah, and we don't want to convey the smacking. So what, let's let's finish the taco review. So okay. I would say two fifty for uh, one protein, and or I guess egg to protein, uh, egg two egg and mm-hmm. uh, meat or whatever you want. 
uh, and beans, if I'm not mistaken. It's totally worth the price. Uh, absolutely. Uh, it's it's very large size, you know, because you hear breakfast tacos of, of varying sizes. Uh, one Another thing I liked about it is how it was constructed. Uh, sometimes uh, chefs like to, like, Uber mix. And, like, I personally, I, uh, cilantro doesn't taste good to me. And this was easy. This You're taco. No, I got that gene, you know, the, 20, the, the DNA thing so that it tastes like soap. To me, what does soap taste like? It tastes like cilantro to me. Uh, <laughs> but I was able a, to easily. It, it was put on in a way that I was easily able to take it out, and it hadn't been mixed in you with can everything ask for else. No cilantro. I know, but what I'm Just saying is that even how it was constructed was thoughtful. He wasn't able to ask for no cilantro because he overslept this morning. I, so I know. I totally. You, you had to pull this taco, but so I, well, I did tell him that, no peppers. That's all I said. Yeah, I didn't know anything mm-hmm. about your other BS. I don't like stuff, so I just said no. Oh peppers. yeah, well the peppers is an allergy, but cilantro is just a taste thing. And if I right. can pull it out, I will. If I have to eat it, I have to eat it. But it just showed how I what want to do the burrito. Went in. I know. Just to see if I can eat it. <laughs> Thirty-six hundred calorie burrito. But, uh, but no, I think that's important, especially when you're looking for a breakfast thing in downtown. Uh, just you can you call ahead. Absolutely. Call ahead and order. You can, uh, can you order online or anything? Is there something special that they need to know? We're, or we're uh, we're trying to set up the online ordering now through you know you have to pick your service. You have to do the all the the back office and uh, because of COVID, you know we've we have some staff that's not with us anymore. So you know they've sequestered themselves. And mm-hmm. So we're it, we're slow on that. But if you call, I mean uh, you can call the restaurant's phone number. You can um, order to go. And if you don't want to come in, you tell us you know what car you'll be in and. You know, call us when you get there, and we'll we'll bring it out. Yeah. We had a listener asking if you had curbside pickup. Absolutely, so you answered that question. Pickup. Can you can you do like what is it? DoorDash? Is that what you're talking about? We're, we're setting up those type okay. of activities now. Yeah. So, and I'm, uh, you know, I'm basically Coco the ape with a computer. So, <laughs> and, and then you know, but I'm, we have some people that are more effective at it than me. But you know, it's just taking the time. To, to get everything taken care of. So we will have all the all the DoorDash, all of these things that we can deliver. Well, I will tell people the place is big. So social distancing is very easy to accomplish nice. there. Nice, yeah, that's a good uh, point. I mean, I'm telling you, the roofs are really bit high, and the... Uh, it's a big place, man. They need to have we, like a VFW dance in there on the off season. We can we can seat two hundred and twenty four on the on the in the main dining room, and then we have a VIP, which the smell that you smell is it's a canvas thing. I don't know if you saw, but it's a it's half of a GP tent. Yeah, we cut okay. In half, and then we mount it up against the wall. That sounds weird. People would have to see it to understand it, but that's our VIP dining room. We call it the talk. Because when you're deployed, the, the basically command center in the field is called the talk. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when you're in there, uh, even the lining of the tent we used up on the wall. So it feels like you're inside of a tent. But that smell that you smell is uh, the camphor on that tent because it's an older tent. It's a Vietnam air tent. And, uh, you know, I, that's one of my favorite things about, uh, about my place right now is I'll sit back there, you know, in the back where I can see guys coming that door and watching veterans when they walk in and watching their heads go up. Because they go, and you see them, <laughs> and then all of a sudden the smile comes on their face because to guys that have been deployed, that smell is home. Well, that's yeah. what I figured. Because I, I walked in, and I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I didn't serve, but I kind of get it in yeah. a way. And Chris, if people want to follow you on Facebook and whatnot, uh, what are your uh, what should they search for? It's honorcafe.us uh, is the website. And I'm presuming and that that's honor, the American spelling, H-O-N-O-R. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, as for our Facebook, man, I mean... Let me see if I can find some stuff that my that has been. I'm pulling it up. I'm pulling it up. Cool. Yeah, we'll we'll put this. You're you're way more technically proficient. It is facebook.com/slash/honorcafeconroe, and And I'll I'll put a link. I'll put all the links in. I got it. I'm I'm 
And if you'll go down uh, on those pictures, you'll see. Uh, I want you guys to see this Tres Leche, so you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I can pull it up for people to look at. Where, there, where am I going? Just get on the website menu. No, 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 no. Go back to our Facebook. Okay. And then just go down in the pictures. Okay. Here's some photos. Looking and at those. You're gonna see a picture of the Tres Leche cake. Is that what in this there. is? <laughs> it looks like a piece of cake. I don't know if that's a. Is that, that's, is that what I'm looking uh, at? That's a slice of heaven, my young friend. Yeah, but that, yeah, the picture's a little distorted on that picture. But yeah, that's the trust leche with the. Let me uh, pull it up for you. You think it looks distorted now? Wait till you see it after it hits my stomach. And it's got a uh, it's got a, a caramel that they make in house. They put over the top of it. And, yeah, I'm pulling uh, it up. But uh, but yeah, it's 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 uh it's beautiful food. I mean, it's it's purposeful food. He makes uh, incredible food, and that's what. And our menu's a little different. My kids, they beat me down because uh, we didn't have waffles and pancakes on the menu. <laughs> but, you know, what I told them was, uh, you know, I wanted to open at least. We'll, we'll add those things. We'll change the menu. But I right. wanted to open with stuff that other people didn't have, obviously. Um, too. You know, so the menu isn't a menu that you're going to see in Conroe or the Woodlands. It's our menu. and yeah. Well, it is know. very unique, and that's the thing about it. Not only is the setup of the of the, rest, the building itself unique, but also the, the foods offered and the um, um, uh, extraordinary league, uh, league of extraordinary, ah! League of the Extraordinary Shop. Thank you. You got it. I had it. I had it very, very yeah. close to it. Um, makes this a definite uh, must-see. I, I got to go check this place What's out. What's the coffee like? I should have got coffee. Coffee is a uh, – we actually buy the coffee from a, a farm co-op called Thrive. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, you know this or something? You act like you did. Yeah, Thrive. It's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a pretty well-known farm co-op where they, you know, farmers helping farmers, and they grow coffee. There's actually uh, a couple of uh, expats that actually grow coffee, like in the Dominican Republic and in Costa Rica, that they get beans from. So they get beans from all over. They have one, one roaster. And we uh, – my wife was actually – and her group – of friends were the ones that taste the coffee because they're they're coffee snobs, <laughs> and uh, the, the the one they pick for us is called Midnight Cowboy, which is a, a high aerobica coffee. Uh-huh. Air aerobica? Am I saying this right? I have no idea. You're gonna have arabica, but you're arabica. Yeah. There we go. Thanks. Go for it. I just want to know: me. is it black? No worries. You can get it in black, right? That's, it's uh, that's right most coffee it's a, is. It's yeah. a it's a very dark. It's a it's a very uh, strong coffee that we're careful with, so it's not too strong. But you know, we want it that way because. Military guys like coffee, basically where the spoon stands up in the cup, and so we wanted something that they Wait, would like. On. What is that? Is it but it's, thick? it's so thick. It's, yeah. it's just thick and heavy, and just scoop and, yourself out another cup here. And so uh, we wanted coffee that they would like, but the other people could appreciate as well. And I think we've, I, I mean, everybody, uh, you know, rants and raves about the coffee. It's bottomless coffee, obviously bottomless drinks, um, like even the sodas. You know, we picked. Uh, the brand is called Stubborn Soda. Yeah, we know Stubborn those well. With that, you know, the sugar, yeah, yeah. No, no, no preservatives. Mm-hmm. If they use sugar, it's it's tall yeah. cane sugar. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, when we did this place, they we, have a black cherry soda. It's really good. They, they have a black cherry that has tarragon in it, and it's like good. incredible. Oh, that 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 uh, vanilla type one. They have the club soda. Well, thing. their sodas agave remind vanilla. me of, of like huh? agave yeah. vanilla. Yeah. yeah, they make soda special because usually now everyone just drinks it because it's like oh yeah, but now it's like oh I'm having a treat. No, I, I, when we first got the, uh, you know, before we opened, we had the uh, the soda dispenser in there. And, you know, it had been there about five days, I guess. And I was actually at home, you know, I get home, I strip down, get in the shower. And I was actually like a little lightheaded. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, you know, I, I, I hope, you know, I don't know what this is, you know, but I, I don't feel kind of, you know, and then I it just, it just hit me like a hammer that you drink no water, you drink 
you know, stubborn Sorry. soda for five days straight. And I'm not a soda drinker. I drink tea, unsweet tea every yeah. day, probably about a gallon of it. I don't drink soda very often. Well, it's like rejecting I, the new Oregon. Whoa, what had, is this for? But I was dehydrated because yeah. I hadn't drink water in five days. I drink soda breakfast, lunch, <laughs> and then before I left for five days because it's like a dessert. You know, most of those, I mean, they're incredible. And so, yeah, I mean, it's good soda. If I like it, I mean, I, I would think <laughs> yeah. other people like it. That's what I said. Like, I don't, I, I, I do not like soda, but when I have a treat, it's like considered a treat. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to get right black there with cherry you, buddy. Yep. Yeah, so, I, over, I over-treated. Yeah. You know, let's just put it that way. You <laughs> went on vacation. You treated for five I, days straight. I over-treated. Doctor's orders. I have, I, I, I'm, I've cut myself back to one soda a week now, so um, that's what I do. Chris, we have a, a listener saying that um, she has a, an uncle who recently uh, just passed away, actually. He was an Army uh, MP in Korea, and she wants to know how she could go about trying to nominate him for your league. If she goes to our website, honorcafe.us, and she'll go to the page. Uh, Legacy of Patriots. It says Legacy of Patriots, and she can nominate through that page right there. That's Wonderful. And it's honorcafe.us. That's very important. Yes, .us. <clears throat> yeah, it's in the description, people. Yeah, I put it all there. You'll, there you see, uh, you'll see our first nominee, which was Chris Kyle, and the Kyle family's a friend of ours. Um, when we when we have the friends and family that opening, dude knows everybody, man. We're 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 holding we're holding it off, and uh, and Jeff Kyle, his brother, who's a Marine, and his mom and dad, hopefully, will be able to come down and visit us uh, for the for yeah. the opening. But we wanted to honor Chris, uh, strong Texan, strong veteran, you know, right out of the gate. And then you know the first few are are, are people from inside our group, mm-hmm. and uh, and then we start off the people from outside our group with uh, with a veteran named Michael Burbank who was killed in Missoula, Iraq. And his family, actually, we put the website up uh, last August to let people know what we were doing, kind of where we were at. And uh, the, the next day, they nominated Michael, and it, it blew me away, frankly. We were still in the construction phase. I was tired. You know, you're, you're from, a, from, a, from construction like that, you're, you're wore down. And actually, uh, me and my brother were arguing in the morning, and I told him, I said, I'm going to go pick up stuff we need from Lowe's so that one of us doesn't end up in the hospital type deal, you know. So... And uh, I was at Lowe's, and my marketing admin had sent me an email saying, we've got our first outside of the group nominee. And, you know, it's a form letter. They fill out a form letter, you know, mm-hmm. give the basics. Yeah, I'll just send them the link in the description. I, uh, I opened oh. the form letter in the middle of, you know, the Lowe's parking lot, and I got emotional. It really touched me because, you know, you, to see the business taking a step. I mean, th- theoretically, mm-hmm. we know what we want this place to do and how we want it to well, honor. Well, people show See up that open up right there in front of your to, eyes. To see it happen. I mean, and, uh, and I called her. I calmed myself down. I called her, and she said, "I'm I'm at work. Um, you know, let me step out, and I'll call you back." She called me back, and uh, I said, "I'm Chris Saller from Honor Cafe. We're I'm just blown away that you'd even let us be a small part of this, and we're going to do the best job we can." I said, "But let me be transparent. We we weren't ready for you." I said, "We're going to build out this process with you, so be patient with us." And she was real quiet. I said, "Miss Burbank," I said, "Is there?" Is there any questions you have? And she said, well, me and Michael aren't originally from Texas. You know, uh, she said, we were from Washington State, and he joined the Army from Washington State. Is that okay? And I said, <laughs> that doesn't matter. What matters, you called me, and we're going to do the best job we can. And she got really emotional. Aww. And then, like, for seven minutes, which, of course, I got emotional again. And I'm still in the parking lot of Lowe's. And, in in, you know, I'm parked in the contractor parking because, you know, I'm a contractor at that point and so all i didn't guys know are, they had contractors oh yeah yeah because if you if you got a contractor count you're a contractor and all these guys are walking past me and i'm in my truck and i'm like you know <laughs> got my head down it's sawdust in my eye I she swear. uh she finally calmed down and she said i've been trying for 14 years to do something for my brother and you're the first group that called me back wow and i said uh so we're gonna do a lot more than that so we're gonna do the best job we can and uh so you know it's uh it's amazing story saturday we were uh we were open saturday it was near the end of the shift and 
I'm, I was tired and a gold star mother showed up and she said, uh, I need to talk to you in the parking lot. And I was like, um, okay. And she said, no, I really need to talk to you in the parking lot. And I said, well, you know, uh, all right. And so we went out in the parking lot and there in the parking lot was a, you know, a 19, early 1990 Chevy pickup truck. And, uh, and she said, this was my son's truck. You know, he was killed in Iraq. And, uh, she said, this was his baby. And, um, and he, had a lot of things he wanted to do with the truck and he wasn't able to come home to do it so they finished it for him and she wanted to show me all the details of what he wanted and what they did on that truck and that was her son's truck and and so we wow. stood in the parking lot and again I stood in the parking lot and, and cried with her so you know it's not uh, it's not always that emotional there's a lot of happy times we had a war two veteran come in Sunday he was in second armor had you know followed Patton all the way through Europe all the way into wow. you know trying to get to Berlin and he had a whole book that Basically, he was an amateur photographer, so he had done a really good job of chronicling their journey. And, um, you know, he told me, he said, uh, he said, I know you're busy. I don't know if you have time to sit down with me. And, I mean, I don't know if the listeners know, but we're losing 11 of those guys a day. You know, we're losing our mm-hmm. War II veterans like you wouldn't believe. And I said, I don't have anything else to do other than sit down and listen to what you have to say. Mm-hmm. And I sat down with him, you know, probably for 35 minutes, and he went from page to page in that book, uh, all the way back to the back where they had their last reunion in 2005. And, you know, and he said these probably, he said there's probably only three pages of these guys left from, you know, the 26 pages that were there in 2005. And I was just, wow. and then I, then I told him, I said, you know, we need a picture of you for our wall. And, uh, and his family, he called and his family brought a picture. And, you know, I've got a good picture of him putting a picture on the, on the Army wall right there. And, nice. And uh, got his story. So it's just, it's incredible stories, incredible people. I, I couldn't be more blessed to be part of this situation, to be, I'm, I'm honored to be a part of the project and uh, and my staff is honored to be part of the project and it's just incredible and you know we're seeing the best of our community we're seeing the very best it's it's it's, it's great well cool nice. okay so honor cafe it's in downtown Conroe on north thompson street i put all the info they're open uh for breakfast brunch and i guess it's the same thing in lunch yeah so uh three o'clock is usually is typically when they close uh, the only uh, they open at seven a.m. but until Sunday, Sundays from ten. They have delicious breakfast tacos. If you're in downtown Conroe, going to jury duty, or you're working or doing curbside something, delivery, curbside delivery, calling order, order, good variety of food. Uh, we'll be uh, we're gonna take our top of the hour break, but we'll be back. Chris, if you want to stick around, hang out. We, we're just gonna talk about what's going on around the world and uh, and stuff like that. Today so, we're gonna find out what's killing us all today. Well, it's you because you eat two of everything. Not uh, yet. Go to break. We're, we're going to go to break uh, here on Dick and Skippy in the mornings. We'll be right back. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Did you know there are more than 790 abused and neglected children currently in foster care in Montgomery County? Will you help make a difference? I'm Allie Stevens with Costa Child Advocates of Montgomery County. We train and support volunteers to be the voice of children in the foster care system. Kids are moved from their home because of abuse and neglect, and we need volunteers just like you to advocate for these children. 
To learn more about becoming an advocate, please visit costaspeaksforkids.com. That's costaspeaksforkids.com. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, Check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Does your company have needs that can be met by an employee who is dependable, hardworking, enthusiastic, motivated, cooperative, respectful, and punctual? Conroe Independent School District Special Education Department can meet your needs by connecting you with potential employees that have been preparing for a lifetime of employment. We have numerous individuals seeking paid and unpaid work experiences. If your company is interested in seeing how we can meet your business needs, call Conroe ISD Special Education Department to find the best employees for you at 936-709-7671. Hey y'all, it's DJ Mike from Dance Simon, Texas. Join me Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. as I count down the top 10 Texas Red Dirt songs that are packing the dance floor. I'll be featuring local artists and the story behind the hits, shows in the area, as well as new songs that make you want to dance. It's Dance Time in Texas with DJ Mike on Lone Star Community Radio 104.5 KCZW and 106.1 KZCC, Conroe, Texas, or online, IRLoneStar.com. A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 647 3776 to take your first step into the radio world. This is Rick TRC. Every Tuesday on my show, Afternoons with Lone Star from 3 to 7, I play back-to-back classic rock hits. That's right. I like to call it a two for Tuesday or a three for whatever it is you'd like. Call the request line 936-647-3776 or message me on Facebook, Afternoons with Lone Star, make a music request. That's right, you can do it. Here's what else. Go over to our website, IRLoneStar.com. Get the app on your phone. It's easy, you'll like it. A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 647 3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Hey, this is Jamie from Green River Ordinance. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. 
All right, we are back here on Dick and Skippy in the Mornings. It's 10 o'clock. We're going to go all the way to 11 o'clock, chit-chatting about anything we want. So join us on Facebook. Give us a comment. Give us a shout. You can always call text at any time with your thoughts, and we bring it up on the next show. 936-228-9368 is the call text line. Uh, we do want to say a special thanks to Honor Cafe's uh, Chris... I'm going to look it up. I think it's Sadler. Sorry. I need to have that booked up. And uh, Chris Sadler, uh, one of the main people involved with Honor Cafe, it is a new cafe here in downtown Conroe. Heck of a guy, and, too. And uh, very good. Very nice guy. Very good breakfast tacos. And we're going to try the cafe this weekend with my wife. And uh, I'm excited about that because all the food sounds good. It's kind of like it's particular food. It's not like a... Well, it's, an, it's a unique menu Yeah. and a, and a well, unique okay. setting. I should have asked him when he was here. Is so they have the legacy program where they honor a, 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 a service person mm-hmm. or a fallen service person for a month. But he mentioned that it's like their favorite food. Yeah, I think it's kind of so that like, month is dedicated to all things that person. So they'll yeah. ask, they'll put up on a board, you know, Bob's, you? Uh, Sergeant Bob's favorite breakfast was this. We were trying so let's, to. Let's, let's, okay, so let's, let's visualize your. Your plate. You got two plate because I think what it was. You get two meats. Two. What was it? Two. You get two options for entrees. Yeah, yeah. Entree, two sides, dessert and drink. Yes. So you get one entree, two sides, dessert, dessert and drink. And a drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would yours be? Like, okay. For, so for this, for a pla- for a menu that would fit this. No, it's your favorite. Like my favorite food ever. That's what it sounded like. At least one of the dishes would oh, be so, like. Oh, okay. Um, I would actually have to be a roast beef for the entree. Is that like a sandwich? No, well, roast beef like the Luby's roast beef. Oh, they you know sl- the, sl- slice the slice it right slicing. there. Uh huh. The sides. See, that's where the carbs get me. I'd have to go with mashed potatoes okay. and brown gravy, and then macaroni and cheese. But you could get a third side option of green beans for the health. Thing. What about dessert? Dessert. That translates cake, man. Okay. I got to do that. And That's then, cool. And then an unsweet tea for the drink. That would be... And that's why I'm so bummed. This, uh, of all, you know, many businesses, of course, are folding because of the lockdowns and stuff. And it's a, it's a terrible thing. Yeah. But Luby's is one of them. And that Luby's has always been, through the decades, my comfort food place. I think they were closing before COVID. Well, they've, you know, come and gone. And there were others. There used to be Furs and Wyatt's and other... Uh, Piccadilly. Is Ryan's closed? Ryan's very similar. But that, that, no, no, Ryan's more of a steakhouse. And there's Golden Corral. Yeah, Golden Corral would be like the next best I think thing. I Jason, Jason Owen would disagree with that, but that's just me. Uh, well, Jason Owen would disagree with me just because yeah, he, he loves to disagree with me so yeah, we can get that, ar- that. debate going. Uh, but with Luby's gone, that was the last of the— Is there Luby's still right here on 405? They're all—they're closed down? By that— Oh, they're like they're out. They're of, gone. Out, they gone, are gone. out of business. Yeah. Interesting. Well, you know what? Uh, speaking of another bum thing, Holly's been bugging me on going on this uh, dinner cruise that in Conroe is called the Empress Empress Dinner Cruise. They do parties and stuff. Well, I was on the phone with the uh, the lady yesterday, mm-hmm. and she informed me that since this COVID thing, the state regards them as a bar because the way they service people is you buy a ticket, and that ticket price includes food, but not drinks. So when so when they do their reporting to the because TABC the food is worked into the, the ticket, ticket price. price. So yeah, so they're regarded as a bar, so they're closed. So Holly's really upset with me about that. Is, um, is she shooting the messenger? Because I don't see how this is your. Well, fault. she's been trying. Well, it's it, it's because I've been delaying, and I finally called and got like a hold of like I'm making this reservation. Gotcha. I'm doing this thing, and then can't they just sail out to international waters? 
Uh, well, I invited them to talk. Not That's how they do the gambling. I invited things. them on the air to talk about the the stuff, but not particularly like they can't open. <laughs> Why did you screw uh, me over, people? Well, it's just interesting because you never think when something when someone makes a decision as broad as what's going on, you never you never really hear about the the, the little stories that happen and how people are affected or inadvertently affected. And when she told me that, I was like, you know, that's really funny because like I would never have thought of that. And I guess you really are stuck because when you file for and she she said basically when you file for your TABC license and stuff you got to stick with it, and you can't alter it. So a lot of businesses who are based under a license are very like they're under the under the boot, you know, metaphorically about mm-hmm. you can't change. That's kind of like why hairdressers were so like threatened because they had to have to have a license to operate, mm-hmm. and they can threaten your license if you open. And so a lot of businesses are kind of put in a place where they can't go anywhere with it and uh yeah. so i don't really know i don't know what the current what's the current standing i know well um, there's a good current standing listener jay just said that the lubies by him just reopened now i need to know see, i told jay, you're full of it the follow-up which lubies is that because i gotta go there no because fuddruckers corporation owns lubies and they Man, had said they were for not a corporation coming back fuddruckers <laughs> i know right yeah that place is pretty cool though they had games yeah we have one near us there where I live. They have games. That's the only reason I like going They there. do indeed. So there, there's good news on that. But yeah, just, you know, we were talking the other day when we had Contender Esports on. Yeah, and they closed. They, well, that makes sense, they though, because they, they they only opened if they were people there. And But there's same thing with so you can't, like, many stop by and far-reaching pick. ramifications from what's been going on. Well, especially with, you know, the country's going to bounce back in a way of new entrepreneurs, new opportunities. It's just going to be interesting to see how business people develop ways to keep open. Like, because it's going to be kind of introduced, I imagine, in business classes and stuff. It's like, how do you stay open when. Yeah, we're great at adapting, so we'll figure out how how to do do it. Mm -hmm. And, you know. Unfortunately, I mean, like really how it affected the here is, I mean, the sponsorships is very, I mean, it's basically nil. And then we we applied to be a nonprofit back in January. And, of course, with COVID, now it's like no one really knows. You can't even call them. Mm-hmm. And, like, you just don't know. Oh, it took and, my wife four solid months to be able to get through to someone we, for unemployment. Yeah, we well, we figured we finally got touched that wait six months since applying. And that's when we we're allowed to go to the next step of, like, talking to somebody, which is kind of funny. I mean, I understand there's processes. Got to understand it. Uh, and then you're just kind of like you're going with it because it's really mm-hmm. that's all you can really do is just go with it. Um, and then if you really want to, if you really want to die die on a hill, it would definitely be not wearing a mask because you'll literally die on the hill. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you like that? That was good. I would like uh, that. Nice, nicely done. But uh, but yeah. So and then yeah. So when talking to the empress people, they basically word of mouth. If you're interested in checking checking them out, check them out. And then when the bars are open again, they'll probably be open. Because it sounds cool, like they do a dinner thing, and it's mm-hmm. all inclusive with your ticket price besides alcohol. So that's one thing I love, and Holly hates it about me is I go, I like restaurants where I can pay immediately. That way, I don't have to like after I eat, I go into like comatose time, <laughs> and I'm like, can we just get the check and just get out of here? So like Waffle House, that's probably why it's my favorite restaurant because right when you order, you order everything. The lady goes, is that all you need? And she just gives it right there, and I'm like, let's go pay it. You know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna get out of here after I eat. You can do uh, the movie thing where you just reach in your pocket, grab whatever bills yeah, are in there, uh, and throw them down. Don't even look. I like that. I mean, that's I, that's how I that's how I like to eat my food, and I don't like to just sit there and die and wait. And 
Because you always run into those problems when they are busy. You're a doer, Dick. You got to get yeah. out there and do your thing. Yeah, I dig it. I, I get di- it. I dig it. I get it. And uh, we're going to do that over at Honor Cafe. I have no idea what their process is. It sounds like they have servers. So uh, usually, what I do is I make sure Holly's ordered everything she wanted, and I just ask for the check right after we order our food. That's typically what I do. That way, I can just get it over with. There you go. And that way, we can enjoy our meal without being bothered. Well, there's at least one Luby's open. I have the address now, so I know where I'm going. Yeah. Before they do, it may be a last huzzah before they close down forever, or there may be a reprieve, but I'm not taking any chances. So I got to go for that Luann platter, my friend. Okay. Got to do it. All right. Well, uh, well, I got some articles and stuff I want to yeah. talk about, but I wanted to show you something. I was telling you about my great-grandfather and my grandfather and how I'm getting all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So my great- So your grandmother is moving- She's moving out. She's, so she's, she's kind of downsizing. Yeah. And then I know she's freaking out, uh, but- uh, so I'm Richard Precious the Fourth. So my grandfather's RP two, and his grandfather's RP one. And RP one, uh, he served in War One. He was a postman for like fifty years plus, or something like that. Got it. So he was a postman, uh, an actual postman. Actual postman. And so when my dad called me, he's like, "Hey, we got a bunch of stuff that belongs to Richard Prices." So I got a gold card for his union card. Because mm-hmm. he was a member for 50 plus years. And then he also, I have a new watch here, and I was going to show people. It is a Hamilton watch that has the uh, National Association of Letter Carriers. And I didn't know who wow. they were. I didn't know that was a big deal because he has a bunch of medals. And I thought there were war medals outside his other ones. Like, no, it's like, you know, you go to these little things, I guess. I didn't know unions were. Back in the like day, clubs. the whole rain, sleet, hail, or snow, the mail will be delivered motto was taken very seriously. I mean, that was the lifeline before the days of faxes and telexes and even Western Union. You know, it was it was the mail. Yeah, so I got a bunch of those. And then. Uh, it's wonderful. It's a beautiful watch. You showed it to me earlier, and I thought it was yeah, absolutely I'm gonna beautiful. I'm going to take it over to uh, Brownies or Brownlees. I couldn't find. So I don't own a watch. I never really owned a watch. Okay. Uh, so I couldn't. It was This is not working. Plus, but my dad said no one's ever used it. It's always been in the box. So no yeah, one's it just ever needs worn it. To- and uh, Someone knows I don't what know if it's a battery it. or if it's a wine thing. Or I, I like, doubt it's battery driven. That's I don't so know. I'm old. Saying, I, I don't know how old it is. I that's don't know. a watch where it's movement activated. How do you know? It doesn't say because it. I don't think I don't think it made watch batteries that old. Okay, because Hamilton, when I re- re- researched, was a because how when did when do you feel he got that watch? And in the fifties. It could no. He's probably more towards like the seventies because there might be a battery. That's in there. when he, he retired really late. Like okay. he didn't. He didn't. He just kept being a postman. There could be a battery in there, but typically watches stop. like that were motion activated. So it just it'll take it to someone who knows what they're doing, yeah. uh, and they'll be able to um, fix yeah, the, the gears really and cogs. Cool. I was like, oh, now I own a watch. It's gorgeous. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, and I I called Chris. Uh, Chris, the guy from the Grand Theater, and he's a big. He does. A, he's a YouTube channel about watches. Mm-hmm. Big watch dude. Really? Yes, big watch dude. And I, I sent him a picture, and I was like, "Hey, these are kind of unique. If you want to do a, do something on it before I change it, because I'm not going to use this band. I can't. This thing like it's just your hair and stuff. I can't do that. Uh, I was like, if you want to do a review on it, you're more than welcome to take a look at it. And I don't know if it's worth. I doubt it's worth anything. I think the uniqueness is it has the national uh, letter carrier emblem in the middle. Nice. So. The only watch I have that could 
rival that was I got it from my great uncle, uh, inherited from him many, many, many years ago. And it's like a 1902 Railman's fob watch. So, you know, like the, the big fob watch like that it didn't have the flip cover, but it's just that. Mm-hmm. And with the big um, dials or the face. Well, it's interesting that I... Like, I need to get that The fixed. things that are passed down and are kept, and like especially in my case, I, I share the name of three other people... So I'm constantly getting any type of monogrammed anything. <laughs> right. Uh, and like, what's funny is like, I got a lifetime member card to the Houston Livestock and Rodeo. And I was like, I wonder if this works because it's, it's another gold plated card. And it's for my grandfather. Cause he's heavily involved down in Houston. Uh, and I was like, I wonder what would happen if I called him up and see what I can get with or get away with that. Cause I'm a lifetime member. Because we shared the same name. You don't really know. It didn't say, like... Yeah, I don't think they're going to... Senior. I don't think they have second. someone doing facial rec software on so, you. So uh, as long as your name matches, go for it. Yeah. And then... uh But yeah, and it was cool looking at the other stuff, especially the war stuff, where he didn't ever... Both... I actually didn't really know my great-grandfather. He passed away when I was, like... I'm the youngest. Knee-high to a grasshopper. Yeah. So I didn't really know him that well. But, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, it's nice to have you something remembering him by, and maybe you can get some stories around it. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, he's just a postman. That's what he did. But think about it for how many years? Long time. Long time. He Over 50, I know that for sure. For more than 50 years, this man trudged through, you know, and no air conditioning, no, you know, foam-filled sneaker shoes and all the modern conveniences. Yeah. Make sure people stay in communication with each other. Believe it or not, I, 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 there's something to me very honorable about the postal profession because of that. Mm-hmm. And well, that's what shocked me about this national this union thing because it seemed it had a pride thing to it. Oh yeah, where like if you go to these conventions because he had ones from like Kentucky. It said like the first pen he had was 1929, and it was like uh, I forgot what it, what it said exactly, but it was like his 10 year or something. Okay, and like. It was like one was Kentucky and things like that. I was like, man, this is almost a hundred years old. And uh, but I, I mean, I didn't know Postman had that kind of outlet. It's kind of like having a VFW because mm-hmm. they would have conventions and stuff for just Postman. And it's kind of like, what do they, what do they think they're talking about around the water cooler? Like the new way to <laughs> deliver mail? Like, well, we got new trucks. Yeah, they put us on the left side now, or whatever the right side. We drive on the right side now. I don't know if that's the new thing. <laughs> There is a Kevin Costner movie that I had every reason to hate. Oh, the movie's great. The Postman. I love there's The some, Postman. There's some dialogue in it and some scenes it's, there. It's, little... you know, at the end of the day, it is a Kevin Costner movie, so you got to add that into it. Well, it's whenever they made, whenever he did Dances with Wolves, he's like, yeah, each these movies have to be at least two and a half hours long. At Three. Least, at least. Yeah. And I'm like, no, nah, man. But the problem is with uh, uh, The Postman, is just before that he did Waterworld, Waterworld, which is horrendous, but also it well, was a post-apocalyptic. That movie is one of the best movies ever. It was so poorly. Written. I mean, think about Dennis Hopper and uh, the way he acted in that he, movie. Okay, he's dirty. Oh, oh, the bad guys are dirty. Okay, it's literally called Waterworld. There is nowhere to yeah, get but dirty. They're surrounded on. by smoke. Because they're the smokers. There's no every machine they use outputs all the smoke. So you jump overboard for five seconds and hop back on board, and you're clean. I mean, I don't know. It's no, literally water no. I world. I if you got soot on you from the exhaust, it didn't just come off like easy when you jump in the water. I don't think so. But after Waterworld, when I heard his next one's going to be another post-apocalyptic long movie, I thought, oh, great. I watched The Postman unwillingly. Halfway through, I was hooked. 
I love that movie. I love the idea. Yeah, the movie's great, and but the message behind it, the the, the inspiration that all it takes is just communication. One person willing to open communication. Well, that's the two one thing towns. I'm interested in. Where technology today is evolving so fast, we are going to hit that point where there will be several generations buffer between people don't know how to write letters, don't know the cost of a stamp, don't know what, like how it all operates. I guarantee you there's going to be several people like that. Mm-hmm. Because really, if you look at like today, the only thing I really keep get mail for would technically be anything that has to do with the state or the county or uh, the city when it comes to like my uh, registrations and stuff like that. Right. Because I don't have that. Don't I don't think they email you to remind you that your registration's nope. out. So that's the only time you get that kind of stuff. But outside that, it's very rare. I know I always get the well. I, we always get the first bill for every utility. That way you have a bill. And then you go paperless after that, but uh, in case like a computer crashed or something, I learned mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm going through that right now because I can't find a bill. Uh, stupid energy. Um, yeah, but you earlier you were saying that you had some um, articles you'd come across, some news stories. I did, I did. Uh, before we get into that though, mm-hmm. I want to let you know I've uh, on Netflix the Jordan Michael Jordan documentary finally came out. The ESPN produced one, which is like eight episodes, nine episodes about his championship. Okay. Like he won the six championships. And it was really interesting. I know I was around. I was actually in Chicago when they won, I want to say their third one, because my uh, great grandmother lived there. And they were originally from Chicago. So it was really interesting to see how nuts that city gets when someone wins a championship. And, uh, and I was also, another side story, I was in Orlando when the Rockets won. And the depression that hit that town. Oh yeah, they, was they went very big against the. Um, is it or, the Magic Orlando Magic? Orlando Magic, uh-huh. yeah, they beat, they swept them. And I just remember, I remember the <laughs> like, because Chicago was such a stark difference. Because Chicago was like, it was just that we're in a hotel. It was nuts. Everything it went on. I was bullets at, flying. Well, I, oh, sorry. That's I just asked this my week. parents. It's like, what is going on here? And some stranger gave me a hat that had like the Bulls championship hat, and I was like, oh, it's cool. You know, and I always kept that. I don't even know where that hat is, but it's one of those hats. You know, they, whoever wins, they stamp it on real quick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was it was cool. And uh, but the documentary itself, it's interesting just because, like, I never knew his father was murdered, which is really crazy. And then mm. like uh, they they talked about him as like he's such a big butthole, like he's just very very competitive, and to the point where if you're not as good as him, you're not even trying. Like you suck. So apparently a lot of his teammates felt that way where it's like you'll never be good enough for Michael Jordan and all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. of course they say in retrospect it motivated them to be better players oh, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. But uh but yeah, it was interesting to know about the basketball world and how good I never really realized how good Michael Jordan was. Okay. Just because of his stats alone, I just started looking it up and he's like I understand why people call him the best bass, kinda like Wayne Gretzky. If you look at if you know anything a lick of hockey like the difference the name you the know. difference uh-huh. between second place and first place isn't just like oh by a nose it's like I mean it's like he had extra ten years to play hockey with his stats and right. there, and it wasn't just like he was the best goal scorer no it's an assist it's in points I mean and, and same thing with Michael Jordan like he was kind of like he was just a superior athlete during that time and no one knew how to do anything with him and. uh but today, I, I, wonder, I wonder, that's always an argument with LeBron James. I have no idea what his stats are. But if you're a basketball person, let me know stats-wise who would be a better person. Uh, because he just, I think it's, Michael Jordan just kind of retired. It didn't like it didn't sound like he like broke something that 
you know, no, I think he just he gracefully just kinda, exited like, hey, the sport. I'm, I'm peace out. I'm out. <laughs> well, my favorite one that is political was he got in trouble for saying something like Republicans buy shoes too, and that was during some uh, something in North Carolina. I have to confess that that was a secret that we Republicans have, but we well, have been known uh, to buy shoes. I don't know if you know this backstory to it, but this guy, a Democrat, uh, an African American Democrat, was running against. Hey, what I when I looked at this guy up, he didn't seem like a very nice man. Uh, he's still tied into the old roots. I guess that's the nicest way I can say it. The and, opponent uh, of the yeah, African North, American guy. Yeah, and he's the Republican. And apparently, uh, Michael Jordan. He even said he's like I said in in, in like it was like off the cuff because mm-hmm. he's just on the bus with the guys, and they just says it. You know, well Republican. He wanted because uh, basically the Democrat wanted him to do an endorsement. And he's like, well, I don't want, I don't want to associate with people, but I, he donated money. Mm-hmm. But he's like, I don't want to. He's like, I just don't want to get into that world. I don't want to make announcements and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, but off the cuff, he said Republicans buy shoes because we know, do, we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, we. I do not want to associate with you, Sean. <laughs> uh, but no, it's, it's just kind of interesting the way the world perceives. Kind of like today's fake news media. Kind of, I wouldn't call it fake news. I don't like. It. It's kind of like the whirlwind of the news. You don't really know the the depth of a statement and then you can take like the person hearing it could take it anywhere they want with the person's attention disregard that because mm-hmm. I can totally see that being off the cuff you know oh yeah because you listen- in today's cancel culture you say something like that and you yeah. are in the crosshairs probably yeah. literally and one thing I loved about the documentary was any scene at one certain point I think I don't know what it was he's always smoking a cigar <laughs> like like it's just kind of like that's what he did even at a younger age like when he was playing for the bulls he'd just be like hey i'm gonna smoke a cigar in this hotel room and i always wonder like do they let him just do that because it's michael jordan because he's smoking them everywhere like in the stadium like in the back end of the stadium you know in the car doing that i was like man this guy must go through like 20 cigars a week or something like that and well i mean it's michael jordan you can do whatever you want but uh it was really interesting nice. seeing how much how much uh i wonder how much they let him smoke in areas where you're not supposed to smoke i'm sure quite a few there just comes a point where your status is of a level that you can say fine i'll just buy the hotel or i'll rent the whole floor or something but yeah it, it, they do a good job going back like each teammate that helped them and all that stuff so if you, i know you're not a sports guy but it's cool they give you enough backstory where they build you up to like how, where they all came from where mm-hmm. how that all came together because apparently it was a big dynasty i had no idea i'm not really a big basketball fan and uh I was like, oh, that's cool to see these people talk about how they all got together by chance, by this or by that. And uh, it was interesting. There was there were some interesting little s- stories about it and how bas- is it One thing that was neat is you get the, the mentality of a basketball player because you know you think you think they're like, oh, they're just playing basketball. Who cares? But like they know and remember all these little things that is so funny to me. Like to give you a little side story. So the whole, if there was a villain to the story, it was the general manager of the Bulls, this guy named, like, Larry something. But, like, he was the one that kind of stirred the pot. Like, oh, I can trade you. You're not, you, you know, you're not, you're nothing. And uh, well, the way the coach always handled it was, like, they're a close-knit group. Like, we got to trust each other, X, Y, Z. Well, anyway, the Olympics happened with the Dream Team. Right. And apparently everyone knows this general manager is always trying to scout and stuff like that. So the side story is... This Larry character really liked this man from Croatia. Was like, this is who we're going to get. We're going to replace Scottie Pippen. We're, you know, that kind of stuff. Well, the players in on the Scottie Pippen, Michael Jordan, and you know, some of the players on the All-Star team knew this. 
So when they played Croatia, they beat him up, basically. <laughs> and this poor guy, <laughs> and they interview him because he eventually becomes a bull, and he's won several championships with them. And it was so funny. He's like, I just didn't know. <laughs> like, I just play basketball, and my country's going to war, and, like, they offered me to play two years ago, like two years before that. And he's like, but we're at war, so I didn't want to leave my family, and I was making more money in Europe. And it was like, I just didn't know. <laughs> I was like, what a poor guy. That's a poor if I beat me up, I have no idea why. I mean, yeah, and it's just like they shut him down to like four points or something like that. Good and like, Lord. Uh, but then he went on to do better because they're basically saying he can't play in the NBA, all that kind of stuff. And then, yeah. <laughs> but it gives you the mentality. I would say if you like basketball, it has a great piece of history. It's well told. I don't know how true it is. What's the name of it again, though? It's called uh, The Last Dance. The Last Dance. Because that was what the coach called the last season. Because basically that Larry guy was going to break up the team to rebuild. Okay. And the coach calls like the last Like Margaret Witten's character in Major League. Yeah. Got it. Just like that. So I would recommend it if you're into it. Into okay. sports and Michael Jordan and smoking cigars. Oh, I'm not into sports, but I'm into the human condition. So I may watch yeah, it Yeah, I mean, that. like, well, they didn't shy away about how much of a, like, a butthole he was. Like, he was just... I mean, he apparently he was just mean to everybody, and it wasn't like a, especially on the basketball court, because they interviewed a lot of the people who play with them, but then like they play against them, and then they played with them, and then vice versa. And he's like, they never changed. Like if you're doing something wrong on the team, he's gonna tell you, he's gonna like be on you, practice every day, and then when you play against somebody, what it sounded like there's different there's different things that happen where people, if you disrespected them, he'd come at you on the court. And like the, there's another there's another side story. Apparently, the coach of the team they were playing, he knew played golf with them on stuff. They were at a restaurant while in town for the game, for their away game against this coach. He didn't come say hi to him, and like he walked by the table and didn't say anything. And Jordan's like, I don't like that. You shouldn't treat me like that way. So he, he beat him by like thirty points or something like that. So and I, well, what I guess the question is, how did he treat his fans? Well that, well, that was the big discussion because that's the one thing he knew why he pushed so hard because he knew people paid good money to go to these things and to see him. So that's why he was always available to the public, which probably took a toll on him because they went down like the normal day of him where like he literally every day he had like uh, an hour by himself. It was 30 minutes in the morning and 30 minutes when he came home to go sleep. Because right when he left his hotel or his house, someone was following, taking pictures. So he's signing something, doing something, all the way up to training. And then right when he left training, someone was following him. And apparently, all the fans, like the the only negative thing they had was like people thought he gambled too much, and that's what the negative, like the biggest negative press was on him, where he was betting millions of dollars on golf and all this kind of stuff. Hey, if you can afford it. So, yeah, that's what that's basically what he said. He's like, I mean, I can afford it. And I'm, you know, I enjoy gambling. He never apologized. He's like, I'm not, like, I just, do, I just like gambling. And he's like, I'm betting on myself. Like when we go play golf, I'm betting on myself to maybe better. I don't see a problem with that. And I was like, can you imagine betting like a million dollars on yourself? <laughs> can imagine it. So that's all I'm gonna do is imagine it. But yeah, I'll check it out if you like basketball. It's the fun. Last Dance, a so. documentary on the life and times of Michael Jordan. Yeah. Well, it's, no, it's about the six championships. Gotcha. But then, like, when they hit her, like, a side story, they give you, like, a 10-minute background of this that meant something here or something like that. But, yeah, I put up some articles that I wanted to get your input on. Okay. Uh, yes, no, and maybe. Those are my And responses. they're kind of like, I would love to get the audience into it, too, because they're very, it's controversial, but it's also stuff I don't really understand. So I love people explaining things to me. 
Uh, the first one is, I, I do know a little bit about AP style. Yes. So that's a gr- grammar and spell spelling layout. Yes. That AP style is regards to journalism. Uh, journalism and beyond. Journalism is it's what journalism is supposed to follow under the AP style. So when I write a but, book, is there a style I follow, or do I? Style? You can you can go AP style. You can go Kate El Turabian style. Um, there are various that's, style. That's guides. too long of words. I wouldn't follow. Kate that L Turabian. A gal named Kate, okay. Ms. Turabian, middle initial L. Uh, there are different styles, but AP is kind of considered the Western universal one. Okay. And it's been around for a long time. Yes. And they make revisions. I don't know how often they make revisions. Uh, but more and more lately, like the dictionary, they're, they're just adding stuff that should not be added to the dictionary. What should be added to the dictionary? <laughs> Irregardless. That just got added. But they what, add what pop the, what's culture What's the correct stuff. way you're supposed to say, like, regardless. regardless? Regardless. Why would you say irregardless? People have, but it's always been wrong. But the dictionary, Merriam-Webster finally said, fine, but we'll put it in. But why would you say, is it because we were taught to say irregardless? It's just a natural it's people. It's not a slang term. No, people just sometimes say it wrong. They're like, they'll say, you should of instead of you should have. It's just people don't think about it. They kind of gloss it over. Irregardless has never been a word, but it's been used so much by people wrongly. But that it means Miriam the same Webster thing as regardless, right? Yeah. It was like flammable and inflammable mean the same thing, but they're both properly accepted. Irregardless has never been properly accepted. So what's the opposite of flammable? Non-flammable? Yeah. That's the correct way to say it? Mm-hmm. Interesting. See, I'm learning so much. Yep. Okay. Anyhow, well, so AP style. So AP style, they say they will capitalize black but not white. Yes. And... And that's only when it's regarding a race. Yes, I agree with this. That's not saying, like, if I talk about this black pen, they're not capitalizing black pen. Uh Uh-huh. I absolutely agree with this. So I was wondering, uh, what what races are all capitalized? Okay, now when you talk about races, here's the thing. So if I say Asian culture... Asian is capitalized. White isn't because that's not a race. Caucasian. Yeah, that's what is. I figured. I mean, I figured. And so that. you capitalize Caucasian. I, I had this discussion with someone who took hard exception to this. That well, you know, well I imagine because you always go on the internet and fight people, so we know. That, well, actually, we this is someone who approached me on it, saying, "Why is this?" They sent me a text. Well, but like, so here, here's why: why black should be capitalized in this in this context. In the old days, when classifying races, Caucasian, Aryan, Arab. You know, whatever. Well, what's it was the master race, white, white. Oh, I understand that option the form. So that's what I was like. Yeah, I but never... it's an actual racial subset. For blacks. So you capitalize that? Like yeah. if I was writing a book and they said. Aryan. Really? Yeah. A R Y A N. Because that's a specific. Yes. Okay. And now the opposite of Aryan, like color wise, was Negro, which was taken from Negro, which is Latin which for is, black. Yeah. And. So Negro was the term, like, when I was young, that's what it was. Unfortunately, that word got bastardized into the N-word. Yeah. And after a while, even Negro became kind of a slur. Yeah. It it rarely had a a, a polite connotation to it. So they had to find something else. Now, African-American was bandied about, but that's not a race, and it's also a high misnomer. Um, saying, well, all blacks come is, from Africa. That's not necessarily the case. Yeah. There are those in like Haiti who take strong exception yeah. to being called African Americans. Like, no, we're you know we're Car- Caribbean. 
So they had to come up with this a is... racial descriptor for someone who's black that was not Negro. And this the most easy word so what was the, what were would they be doing black. Before? Negro. That's AP Styles, like, yes. capitalized the N and Negro. Yeah. So now... Negro was the I race. I feel like that should have changed a long time ago, then. Well, that's, not, that's what I'm saying. It never did. But because, here's the thing, over the years, we were told, well, Negro's wrong, you got to say colored person, or person of color, uh, or this... And, and now they settled. Yeah, so the AP like Style so? now says... <clears throat> so when you're talking about it's a race subset, yes, absolutely, it should so be what, capitalized. what do they say about... White is a descriptor, it's not a race. Caucasian is the race. So if you want to say a white male, it's a little W. If you want to say Caucasian male, it's a capital C. But why not just capital W? Because it's it's a descriptor. He's, uh, you you know, a black man means the race. It's not describing his color, it's describing his race. So like when I say Asian food or black food, a capital. Yes. Okay, but when I say white food. What is white food? I have no idea. No, it would be I have no mashed idea. potatoes. I have no idea what black food is. I feel like saying Asian food is What we call too soul generic. food. I say Asian food is too generic because there's like 19 different styles. Traditionally, black food or AKA soul food has a wonderful and terrible history behind it. Back in the slave days, the yeah, slaves what about were given people, the leftovers. What about like people in Haiti and other black communities that weren't, food. that weren't under slavery? But the, the, see, that's not. Food isn't race-based. There's no white food. There's oh, no. no, no. I was just, I'm asking when you capitalize it, because that's what sounds like this whole argument. When is you're like, describing the race of someone and not the color of someone necessarily. Okay. Now, for black, the race is describing the color, but you can have a black man with a capital B who's brown, who's almost white. So are Jewish people a race? Yeah. Okay. But so. that, that falls under, believe it or not, um, Aryan. Kind of, kind of. Well... I feel like we're just making stuff up. Like it's taken ten thousand years just to make some stuff up. (laughs) So if you're Islamic, you're that's a religion. That's a religion. It's not a race. So it's not a race. You're typically Arabian at that point, or possibly Aryan. Okay. Depending on which part of the Middle East you're in. So why does Aryan feel like a taboo word? Because that's what Hitler wanted. That was Hitler's master race. So he just claimed. If you're blonde-haired and blue-eyed, you were in the club. Yeah, he claimed it as his. But was it used prior to that? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not like he made up the word. That yeah, was the was actual wondering. race. Yeah, too bad for that Nazi symbol. They kind of... That darn they swastika. Kind of, they kind of ruined... Uh, that wet blanket of a swastika. I'm just... Cause, yeah, I don't really know. The thing that's interesting to me about this is it's kind of like... I think the reason it's being reported now just because of the 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 amplification of of how, we're, how we treat each yeah, other. Yeah, the timing is suspect, but, but I absolutely agree you know, with I, the decision. It makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Uh but then again, I don't write enough to where I need to learn AP style. Like, I need to know it for offhand. Mm-hmm. And Well, like, there are a few journalists out there that need to know it, oh, well, and they don't. But that's interesting to me. So it, I, I think eventually the white will be capitalized because no one uses the word Caucasian anymore. Because Caucasian to and me well, is there's the not a bad There's not a bad connotation to it. That's why. Well, it'll probably, I mean, I'm talking about eventually. No, there's no need. I mean, I can see it. Well, yeah, I'll give you that. Anything's possible. But since I don't say you, stupid Caucasian. No one ever uses the word. I mean, I would guarantee you most people don't even know that means white. Like if you go fill out a form, like where, well, where nowadays am I? it says white, black, yeah, and of course they're dumbing it down for your average well, Joe. That's what I'm saying. Dumb it mm. down for us whiteies over here. Well, you got your people w. saying, well, if we're going to capitalize black, we should capitalize white. I say no to that at this time because that's not what it means. I mean, 
I don't know. I, so again, this is something that only certain groups of people get upset about. Well, they, oh, it's the concept of it. Wait, why are we capitalizing Those grammar, black man? Grammar enough? geeks. It's like, yeah, you know, I'm capitalizing with learning. No, well, grammar geeks, we get it. It's the average well, person. My best friend's a grammar, grammar geek, and he constantly, it's like my mom, she constantly reminds me of the possessives. And I'm like, come on, you know what I was saying? She's like, no, you're not. I don't want to talk to you if you're going to speak to me like that. And I was like, okay. And then, like, my friend, when I like, let, write, write text him and stuff, he's like, I can't read your text, man. Oh, I, like, I want to give a shout out to Mark, who just tuned in too. So. Yeah. So I there need, you go. Maybe I need to go back Black to should be capitalized. Maybe White should not, according to AP. I absolutely agree with that. What's okay. your next one? Go. So the next story uh, I want to talk about is they charged that St. Louis couple for hanging outside with their guns. The two lawyers. Uh-huh. Who, and the Legal Connection show talked a little bit about it. And mm-hmm. it was interesting because you're, you're sitting there with social media telling, every, telling a story, mm-hmm. the way I see it. And... You have people who you have resources that you spend, you pay people. There's like there's justice, there's a law, there's police. You got the system built. Mm-hmm. And when I saw they charged them with un, like unlawfully brandishing yes. a weapon, I was thinking to myself, I was like, I wonder if no one took a picture of it, would anything come of it? Like if somebody was just walking down the street and I'm I see my neighbor doing what he's doing, you know, on the yard going, yeah, yeah. I'd be like, and the guy calls the police, like, hey, there's a guy with a gun. And, uh, yeah. Well, the picture is only germane that there was photographic proof of it. Well, that's what I was wondering. Otherwise, it would have been, which protesters would have gone to the district attorney and said, hey, we busted down this gate, stepped on this guy's property, and he brandished a gun at me. You can argue argue private property, stand your ground, all that kind of stuff. No, they broke down his gate. Well, I mean. There's not not an opinion. Well, the way I read it was that wasn't a gate to his house. That was a gate. It was a gated the community. Cul-de-sac. They were trespassing, and well, they I mean, were on his I property. You can argue that you know he they probably trespassed. I don't know. It's not an opinion. It's but a it's fact. interesting to me that someone sat down and goes, "We need to focus some energy on this." Yeah, and the DA who is up for a reelection and is, and in my opinion, we don't know the full story in a way. Out. Like I don't. I mean, I know they spoke to the couple. I did read that they took the gun and like they actually yeah. have some type of dialogue. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting they stuck with it. Uh, and that, that's one thing I'm interested in, just because. This sh- and this should go to, if not trial, at least a pre-trial, meaning you know there could be a settlement. Uh, it should because when there are questions like this, if there's a question at all that if someone breaks down the gate to your property and steps through, and remember that state is a castle doctrine state. At that moment, the, the, those people they were in fear of their life, and of course, remember just three blocks away, someone had just been murdered by uh, pro- by rioters. So. The threat to like life you're, you're could feeding feel me real. Fake news. Nope. I feel like you don't nope. have any proof. I, I, I research these. Well, things. I mean, I saw the video, but of course, there's you always see the video. You don't see everything. If they One illegally well, brandish their weapons, they should be well, prosecuted. What's interesting to me about it, it's like, I wonder how many protesters. None of those protesters were arrested, by the way. Well, the ones that I, broke I down the gate many, and entered his I wonder property. how many went through the steps with the police to complain. Because, like I said, I feel like social media is the one that they have the sort like. No, none of them complete. The picture was posted, and the DA acted on the strength of that picture. Because I don't, I doubt the protesters wanted to uh, to say. I'm anything sure you're going to find the protesters aren't on the list. They're going well, purely on the photographic saying, evidence. There's like, oh, were you and the admission? Oh no, and uh, the admission of the people going, yeah, we brandished our guns at them because they broke down a thing. Well, here's the thing. I can guarantee you, none of those protesters is going to say, "Yeah, we broke down the gate." And well, that's what I was property. wondering. I was wondering. So how... it's it's very cosmetic. Now, I wish we had a police officer who could explain that to me. Where, so basically, he these people, in all fairness, I mean, I know there's there's not a lot of truth to what I'm about to say. Is 
they got in trouble because it was documented, not because of a person fo- calling the police or filing. Most trouble comes because of like you got there's evidence of it. Yeah. You got caught on camera. Uh, now, Mike O'Neill raises a point. He says, um, the demonstrators walked through a gate into a private community. Whether or not it was broken down is disputed. Okay, I'll even give you that. But the minute they entered the the private property of the gated community, that was trespassing, criminal trespass. And they were beyond the gate. They were actually on his lawn. You know, even if you put one toe over that it looks line. looks like they're on the sidewalk. At most. No, there was photographic evidence that at least some, even if it was one, when I say one foot, I'm not talking 12 inches, I'm talking one, you know, a person's yeah. foot crossed the line. That is criminal trespass. I mean, like, again, I and think this is a this I is a castle doctrine kind of, state. This is kind of a waste of resources. It sense, absolutely is. It never should have gotten this far. But now that it is, it needs to go all the way. And and if a jury, if, if a properly appointed or elected judge and or a jury and if these two lawyers are smart, they'll go with the jury. Um, find them guilty of the, the crimes of which they're accused. I'm all for the justice system. I may not agree with it all the time, but that's how, that's how it is. It needs to go all the way, one way or the other. In my, of course, humble opinion, which may or may not necessarily reflect the opinions of Lone Star Radio. No, it doesn't. We don't care about what you think. <laughs> but no, it was interesting to me because it's it's always the Second Amendment and all that kind of stuff is... To me, that's what makes our country so wonderful because there's, we're constantly talking about it. Like it's not like we're some some dictators. Like this is the way it is. That's how I feel, mm-hmm. and this is the way it is. So we're all constantly arguing it. Like especially with being a lawyer, I like the idea of how the law works here. I know it's it's very different from the other or uh, other places how they handle law there. And uh, I like it here just because like if you're just a research person and you just go down a rabbit hole of how we how did we end up here. And then, like, you can see all that kind of stuff. Yes. And especially knowing your Don't own forget, rights. World War One started with a single bullet, literally one bullet. Yeah. The assassination of Archduke Ferdinand. The American Revolution started with the shot heard around the world. You know, two sides facing Is that down. Lexington? No. Um, Massachusetts? Lexington, Massachusetts? Was it Lexington? I don't know. But that's where the troops are, like, you know, facing each other. Like, we hey, don't know who fired first. It just takes one spark to do something. Yeah. And I am so happy on 42 different levels that these two people did not fire because that would have been a whole different – there would be no way for them out of it at this point. In this climate, if you shoot at someone oh, – well, if be, you're a white it, person it, shooting at someone, yeah, whether yeah. they're black or white or anything, you're, you're toast in this particular climate this week. So I'm so glad for a number of levels they didn't fire because now this case can be tried on its merits, and that's what I'm all about. Well, especially, I, and I think the media, and this is, this, I'm not trying to take away from, you know, people who have passed away or been killed or whatever. It's like the media needs a story constantly to be in the news and follow it and like hit it hard and keep, kind of like OJ. I, I'll never forget, that's when I was in my developing years, that I remember being in elementary school and p- teachers like in class wanted to watch the OJ trial. <laughs> and so, by the way, it was the Battle of Concord, and that was provided to us by a British guy. Thank you, Simon. But it wasn't it Massachusetts? <laughs> Con- uh, Concord? No, Concord's not Massachusetts. Concord is. I don't know. I know I okay, know, the Brit's going to know better I than just we do. Know Paul Revere rode somewhere, and it was, I think he rode to Lexington, Massachusetts to say, uh, I think that's when okay, he. Okay, but that's not where the f- shot heard around the world was fired. Wasn't Paul Revere? But that's how they knew where to put send the Minutemen. 
because they knew how they were arriving, and that's the information. Yeah, three if by air. Yeah, that's what, you know. Anywho. But, yeah. So, I am very glad they did not fire. Let the case get tried on its merits. Yeah, do you think they're going to turn the George Floyd court stuff? Is it going to be like an OJ thing where we're constantly inside the courtroom and stuff like that? Or No. You don't think so? No. Ito, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, Judge Ito, I don't know who Robert Ito, he was the judge of the OJ trial. Okay. Was an idiot. Well, this was on yeah. 12 different levels. And opening that court up to the TV cameras <laughs> was, made it a circus, Circus Maximus. Well, that's one thing I've learned, especially uh, through investigations like into George uh, Floyd, is a lot of the material or information that the public kind of like is basing its judgment on isn't available mainly because of the influence it could have on a jury pool and on like basically an investigation and stuff like that. So like to me, I'm like, okay, well, how do we do it right? Like as the public, clearly we don't need to like overreact to certain things because there is no good answer to opening up this trial to the public, the court to the public. Here's the thing. Even if you could argue, well, this judge has in the past allowed open court for comparable cases. This is a, such a hot button topic that it takes it to a whole new level. So even if there's a precedent of, okay, for a cop accused of killing an innocent bystander, mm-hmm. which unfortunately is not by no means an original crime, even if the courts have been open for that one, this particular courtroom has, in this particular case, it's reached such a, and I say celebrity in the bad way, status, that there's no there's no good ending to it. There's no altruistic reason to open that courtroom. So whoever that judge is, do not be an Ito. Well, that's what I was curious about, because I know like the Brianna Taylor case to me is more interesting because no one's really filed anything. And it's been a while since that happened. Quick, talk, talk to me about uh, Audrey uh, Aubrey uh, Auburn. Oh, the... Yeah. The, What's the dispensation of that case? Know. No one, No one knows. No one cares. It's the fla- George Floyd, unfortunately, is the flavor of the month. And the uh, many people protesting, if you did a spot test on, quick, who's George Floyd? They probably wouldn't be able to answer the question. It's been lost in the general noise of protest. Yeah. No one can name you a single of the si- si- 16 or 70 people that were gunned down in Chicago yesterday. Um, or the one-year-old kid who was killed, or the three-year-old kid who was killed, and his father, or the father was killed, holding up. I bet you, no one. You go on the street right now in any city, no one can give you any of those names. No. And that's kind of it's it's a flavor of the day scenario. It's what are we going? What's killing us today? What are we, what are we, what is what do we be outraged with today? Yesterday is oh so yesterday. Well, here locally, and that's one thing I always the quality of life in Montgomery County is it's to me it's always been positive. There's there, there's been a few, I mean I don't even remember really the negatives, but like I haven't really seen anything or, or been around things that are unpleasant. Uh, Montgomery County is rural. Uh, well, no, 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 no. It's becoming it? more. No, no. It's uh, it's becoming more urban. But it started off being rural. I mean, just a few years ago, I-45 didn't even come up this far as, as a four multi-lane. Lane, yeah. yeah. Right. You call it eight-lane or four-lane? What do you, how do you Eight-lane. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I don't— we, I guess So like, it I is up, becoming cosmopolitan bit by bit. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in Houston. But even then, Houston was kind of half rural, half urban. Unless you were—in the day, you had inside the loop ITL and outside the loop OTL, and the Galleria area was the buffer zone. 
And inside the loop, you were all the artsy fartsy kinds, and you know the urban animals and, and Montrose, and and then outside the loop were was the suburbs. Don't forget the six ten loop was originally designed to encompass all of Houston. Yeah, and you know give that up, and then it was supposed to be Beltway eight in nineteen sixty so forth and so on. Houston kept on growing. So that inside the loop and outside the loop is no longer a thing, but not that long ago. I mean, I was an adult with a job in a, in a magazine writing articles about inside the loop versus outside the loop. And now it's, it's just grown yeah. so much. Yeah, that's one thing that a lot of people get confused on, like North Houston, because that's what a lot of organizations and stuff call Montgomery County, basically. It's like, oh, you're in the North Houston mm. area. And I'm like, I guess. Yeah. Like, how far do we need to go to get away? We have our own lake. So, I mean, like, that can, that's like a thing, right? Yeah, that's our demarcation point right there. Well, I mean, it's not a Houston lake. That's right. They got Lake Houston, and that's a wussy lake compared to Lake Conroe. That's so, a man's lake. I, I like it. I still don't understand how it's the most dangerous like the, the most dangerous lake in Texas. Don't really get that. Well, Lake Conroe? Yeah. Idiots? Well, yeah, but, I mean, idiots are everywhere. But why do they concentrate in that lake? Is it, like, in the water? Three words. Hold my beer. You think so? Yep. Well, I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. But, Yeah. And don't forget, Lake Conroe wasn't originally designed to be a lake. I mean, it was not a naturally forming lake. It, so at the bottom of it, there's a lot of stuff down there, houses. Well, and, and, well that's what's so interesting to me because you they do a lot of fishing tournaments there. One of my one of my good buddies lives actually by the dam, and I asked him about that. I was like, because to me, when I think of Lake Conroe, I think of like families and stuff. So if you're trying to fish, you're dealing with a bunch of you know people running by you, and like I thought you had to be like away from people to fish. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know how, and I know they have like bass tournaments and stuff like that, and like they have a big tournament there, like I think it's a national tournament, and so I I don't really know what like if I went to Lake Condor right now, the only thing I can think of is like renting a boat, but I don't ever want to rent a boat because I don't know how to drive a boat, and I don't mind skiing, I don't mind that, I can know how to do that, but someone needs to take me, I'm not doing it. I'll 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 drive the boat if you ski and i want to do that cruise i want to go on that boat cruise thing. yeah you want to go on the empress and empress. get hauled behind a cruiser ship the cruise line that'd be cool <laughs> talk about some serious wakeboarding well i told i mean i was telling holly i just want to see something a little different that's why i like the lake because we like we have our little spot at papa's on the lake when the sun sets and we're away from people that place is really big and uh-huh. a lot of people don't go towards the lake side of that restaurant or go bar towards or the lake but uh yeah if there's any other cool lake spots let me know i need to check it out because that's why i enjoy i avoid water like the plague so. We're not in it. You're on a deck. I still and you're just hanging out watching the, the sunset. I, I, I can. I, I can't do beaches. Well, I mean, I can. I'm just not a fan. No. Lake, I could. You know, lakeside, I could be on. But I'm. I'm more of a mountains kind of guy. There's not really mountains. Out I there. know. Uh, that's why I'm in a constant state of hating the world. That well, why are you here? You, Dick. Thank you. I'm here for you. It's weird. Okay. What's, right, what's next on your list here? Well, that's it. We got to close the show. Well, what was your third you one? You said you had three things. The other one was about uh, corruption in Ohio. Oh, the uh, the GOP Ohio Speaker of the House yeah. got multi-million well, I think dollar. Speaker of the House is both sides, right? Like, it's not just a GOP. He's just a Republican that got in trouble, right? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. The way it made it sound like the organization got in the, trouble. He is the state House Speaker who is a well, you know member how, of the GOP. You, you know how I always want to know how racketeering works and bribery. Hopefully. And we're going to dive in that on Monday, on Friday. Cool. About this guy, Larry Householder, who was charged with all that It'll stuff. It'll give me some so time understand. to research it. Uh, but, yeah, again, if he's been indicted— or arrested to be indicted. And I think he was arrested. Then let the let the system do its thing, and if he's guilty, he needs to be spanked and spanked hard. Well, it sounded like the FBI got an undercover guy. Here's the thing: so for like, someone of that, you don't go, just go after a a 
prominent politician like that unless you've got the goods already. So I don't think it bodes well for this man. And I'd hate for him to get off on a technicality. So hopefully every T is dotted and every I is crossed. And we'll talk about it on Friday. Friday. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Well, uh, good. Thanks for the, uh, thanks everyone for the feedback online. We appreciate it. Those who tuned in. Uh, thanks to Chris for bringing some awesome, yeah, check out Honor Cafe. It's open right now, guys. Here we're here in downtown Conroe. Uh, they're open for lunch and, uh, breakfast. Uh, I will say well, they have a seal of approval from us for the breakfast tacos. Indeed, and uh, and they, they didn't pay us to say that either. They're not no. a, they're not a sponsor. This so, is uh, a joy of our hearts. Check it out. Uh, put all the info in the description. How to find them? Their Facebook, all that stuff. Uh, and we'll be back here on uh, Friday. Here we're looking for guests and stuff. So if you know anybody, reach out to us. We do have a phone number that you can call or text at any time. At 936-228-9368 with comments, questions, oh. concerns. And the China consulate on Friday, too. Michael said that, but yeah, I definitely have some takes on oh, the, yeah, they're the burning Chinese stuff consulate. again over there? Yeah. So, I think someone was smoking the doobies. No, there. I think there was some intellectual property theft going on, but we'll talk about that on Friday. That's fun. Thanks for uh, tuning in to Dick and Skippy in the mornings, guys. We will see you on Friday. Today's show was recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and all rights and ownership are reserved to Lone Star Community Radio. For more information regarding this program and Lone Star Community Radio, visit us online at IRLoneStar.com. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station, serving the community with local programming on TV, radio, and online. If you enjoyed today's program, please support us by sponsorship or starting your own show. Contact us today by phone or text at 936-666-1084 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.